Yes, sir. Was there? Hey, hey, we here. We are well, here. We're live. Yeah, no, I got to do it like like regular <clears throat> for the first time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin. Here with meals on the right of me or the left of me, depending on what you see. Don't let, don't go mark on us now, because. <laughs> we gotta this is a very special show so we had to get a very special guest who helped put a lot of this shit together for us tonight uh our guy my man mc mc what's happening i was feeling good at first but this comment section is just unbelievable these ones in oh here come God. on come on y'all we're come better on, than man. this come on now. We're, be- come on, we're now. better than this come y'all on. come on now the fucking ones up. this is a this is a rock fan man we can't we ain't, we ain't, we ain't trusting that what uh this is monumental. Mm-hmm. Those plans on the background. Um, it's the New York City streets. You know, the New York City streets just playing a random assortment of songs. It's just gonna happen, no matter what hours of the day. People make okay. their noise complaints. Uh, you know, okay. it's a monumental show because it's a show two hundred and fifty for two hundred and fifty weeks. Me and Mills have brought you guys a lot of content. We brought you guys a lot of really awesome moments, a lot of great guests, a lot of funny moments, a lot of contentious moments, a lot of serious moments. But in the 250 weeks that we've done this show, I think that we've really blazed a path that like not a lot of people have done. And this is just concurrent. Like we've just done it every single week. I mean, between us, you could probably count on your fingers how many shows that we've missed. I think it is five between the both of us. Nah, it's got to be more than five for me. I definitely took like a whole month off that one time. And <laughs> thankfully, Mark was there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, no, I took like two, two fingers. <laughs> Probably two, two fingers. Hands. Two hands. Two hands. Do we, ever get, do we ever get the answer as to where you really went those two weeks when we did 205 and live? Mm, we can get the answer now because this is the 250th episode. Okay, where do you? Uh, yeah, I think we can need an answer as to where you really were. Where'd I go? I was at home. I was burnt the fuck out. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> I put my Sasha before Sasha put Sasha. I walked out of the biz. Sorry. <laughs> Hate to see it. But nah, I was definitely burnt out those weeks. I couldn't do it, the show anymore. Between that, I was doing It's a Challenge. I was doing The Lookout. I was doing something else. Um, I was OD burnt out that week, that, those things. So I was just like, you know what? But you know what? It's a, it's a community, you know what I'm saying? Because you guys hopped in, Cyrus hopped in, Mark, you hopped in, everybody hopped in to make sure that like I was good. If you hear music in the background, you're just gonna hear music in the background. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, uh, listen, man. But that that's that's neither here nor there because we were there for the for for the listeners, and I want to thank everybody that's listening and watching right now. Obviously, this will be up tomorrow. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, we, we are, you know, I just see so much love, man. Thanks to DMV fan, Novak. I'm just, I'm naming, I'm naming it as I see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, I just see uh, Drip in here. What's up, Drip? Thank you so much for pulling up on us. Johnny Barnes, man, this is, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And um, it, it feels, it feels great that, to, to be here. You know what I mean? And we're going to we're going to have a couple Absolutely. special guests. We're going to have a differently. We're, the, th- the show is going to move a lot differently. Do, does everybody fuck with the stream? Does everybody like this? Like, does everybody like I hope singing? people do because <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's different. I've never looked at Justin while really. Re- no, nah, I have. I mean, we've done like guests and stuff like that, but I don't actively like 
look at Justin while we were recording the show, we kind of just like we that improved our mental telepathy. You know what I'm saying? We are closer than brothers now because we don't see each other while we do the show. So there's no cues I have to think. The thing is, is that we could have easily we we could have easily been doing this on video. We could easily mm-hmm. do it, you know what I'm saying? But I think we're so used to not doing it that, like, you know, it, it just is what it is. Um, so audio is a different experience. So if we can create that thing. Like, I admire most podcasts. We don't always have to do video. It don't always have to be the Joe Budden podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, and even then, they don't do anything interesting in video except of just, you know, uh, Joe Budden. You just like some along those lines or do something or yells at mall or Rory or whoever the hell is on the show at this point. Um, so I don't know. There's something about the experience of audio that like, I'm still, it's still there for me. Like I can't, I can't shake it. Speaking yeah. of audio, it sounds like popcorn is being made somewhere. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Oh, it's Mills. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. It's me. He's cooked. Anyway, let's have the let's let's try and go through the show regularly. I'm going through a little bit of a crisis right now. I don't know if anyone can you can low key see it. Now I'm moving. <laughs> so since when? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Bruh, know since when. Like you, I've heard nothing about this. I'm moving. Well, here's the thing, bro. You got solid snake behind you in the little box. Like what the fuck? Like, My, what? No, that's actually unicorn Gundam. Hold on. Oh wow! Uh, oh, I scared the dogs. That's Unicorn Gundam right here. You can't even see it. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Turn that up. There. Yeah. And then I guess, I guess everyone gets to see him. Come here. Come here. And then you know, you got the homies here. You got Roman here. He's always here when uh, I get to really see him. But you know. I remember the first time you when you got him early and he had all those abandonment issues and we couldn't do the show without him being on your lap or farting on you or something along the lines. <laughs> He's such a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, Evan Stokes says the allegations return. Of course. There ain't no allegations. Here goes Ray is the youngest in charge. Is the youngest in charge. My little baby the girl. just keeps stacking up because there's two of them at this point. How do you get two dogs? Oh my god! But no, I'm I'm moving. My wife said no. We actually haven't found a place. My wife said thirty days. We're gonna find a place. I said all right. We'll see what's gonna happen at the end of the month. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So this is my life right now. This is this is how hey. this is how we're moving, man. I don't have a crib it next. What to it me. is. Come on, man. I'm trying to just live just like y'all. I'm poor. I'm poor for real, man. I'm poor. poor. <laughs> Nappy Roots poor. Yeah. Anthony Hamilton poor. All my life, I've been broke, but Cap. it really don't matter. All, All right. You guys, you guys are mean as hell. Um, Listen, man. You see, you see, I'm wearing it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. I'm I, wearing I, my cycle because I have to promote the lookout as well. But... <laughs> I have the shirt here. I have it here. I have it on my lap. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Hey, a show, two fifty. A show, five years. It's the revenge tour, man. If y'all haven't done it already, RNC Radio. Dot Big Cartel. Dot com. You doing it like a little Wayne? Put the red rag on the on the mic. He blessed. That's when 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 Birdman said he blessed the mic, and then he put the red, the red rag on the mic. 
<laughs> oh man uh and, and again if you guys weren't able to tune in you know obviously we're doing a lot of really visual gags this time i mean you know this is for all the people listening on, on audio you, you missed out we're doing a lot of audio gags today uh so you guys are just gonna have to <laughs> gonna have to, to gonna have to get with it uh but the 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 pre-orders up Every, you know shout out to everyone who's ordered a shirt already we got a really good first weekend of, of merch. This is our first merch drop, man. This is the first of many. And thank you guys for showing so much love to all of this merch that we're doing. Um, I really yeah. want to get No Holds Bar. Is there anything, anything you want to talk about before we get into No Holds Bar? Um, nah. Just kind of thank everybody. 250 episodes, man. 250 of them things. Like, we hear... Um, I'm, you know, shout out to everyone in the comments, shout out to everyone supporting us again. I'm always surprised that people show up or people support us. It's been like that since the first episode, um, 250 weeks later, it's the same thing. I'm always surprised. I'm surprised people are buying the merch. The merch is real. This is feels good. It's like, check out the material. I don't know if you could see the fibers in this Chris, very, it's Chris. It's very fine. It's very yeah. fine. Also, we got some more stuff to give away at some point doing now, you know, Oh, oh, yeah, we got something else. Shout out, mm. to, shout out to my brother. Shout out to my we brother. Should Wale. It, we, we should do it um, before we hit the raw section. Before we hit, before we hit raw. Yeah, you, you in your SmackDown chair? Do you always record in your SmackDown chair? Yeah, I always record in my SmackDown chair. This is a monumental day wow. in my life. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. It's, my, it's my first. Do you know why? You know why the SmackDown is monumental, right? Not because it's the first time they got on Fox. <laughs> It's because Kofi Kingston lost in like 10 seconds. And it was one of the greatest moments of my wrestling life. But another moment that's going to be great for you guys is if you win this oh, upside down uh, uh, is if you win this Becky Lynch hoodie that I got for you. I also got AJ Styles right here. Bianca. <laughs> shirt. And I got the biggie, got the biggie hoodie. So if you missed out on the Wale collection, I think this is the last drop of the Wale collection. Um, it came out in Foot Locker over the weekend. If you if you missed out on it in Nashville, it sold out. I got this for you right here. Me and Mills got this for you. We're gonna be giving it away today. Shout out to Wale. Uh, shout out to Cash. Shout out to Foot Locker for for setting this up for us for two fifty. Huge, you know what I'm saying? Huge, you know, huge, huge opportunity right here. But um, you know what's crazy. This is also this is also an A show first because there is not a police siren in the background of me. There is fully an ice cream truck rolling at eight. 14 p.m. Yeah, but you know why? Because the cops stop patrolling at night in New York. It's just like it's like streets of rage out there after seven o'clock. So that's pretty much. Oh my god, Mr. Softy goes until eight o'clock. Listen, I think I mean at this point, these New York streets, you might see might go nine, ten. You know, ain't no way you can get a Mr. Softy at ten o'clock. There's no way. Ten o'clock at night. I remember they used to sell they used to sell gallons of milk. Like you could buy gallons of milk from the ice cream truck. <laughs> you are down bad buying a, a 2% whole milk from the ice cream truck at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh my god. Antonio says that's the drug truck. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Shout out to shout out to Antonio Salgado, man. He's he's always been uh you know a longtime listener, man. Just just super active in the community, man. Shout out to him. Uh, I think we got some special guests for No Holds Barred, though. Do, are, are they queued up? Oh, he is. He are is definitely here? in. The, he is definitely in the building right now. I'm hesitant to bring him up because I can already see just from our uh, preview right here, he seems a little demonic coming into this uh, uh, into this A Show 250 right now. Let's make sure that we bring him up on stream because I want to see what's on his mind right now. 
<laughs> Armand Sadler from the Rewriters Room. What's up, bro? What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? <laughs> Happy 250. Thank you. For real. Happy 250. Thank That's you, brother. You uh, been sipping or something? Nah, nah, nah. I, I, I worked out today, so I'm, I'm just adrenaline is up. I'm just, I'm good though. I'm good. I hey, hey let me ask you a question. What's up? Let me ask you a question. Did you get your ticket? Ticket to the revenge store? Yeah. Of course I did. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> See, yeah. I'm not, the allegations. Listen, the allegations yeah, is not. Yeah, nah, so nah, there's nah, been. I, I... Go ahead. I saw, I was like, people probably just threw theirs out. Like, J5 was right. People probably just threw theirs out. Like, that's, that's it. Listen, it was there's, been there. a, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk in the A show, private discord between the shows and stuff, because I sent, the first people who got the shirts were obviously Justin, Armand, Channing, CC, Quan, uh, Cyrus. But Quan and Cyrus swear I never sent them a ticket. They swear I never sent them the ticket. Everyone who gets it, they're gonna get their tickets to the, you know, the revenge tour and all this other stuff. They swear I haven't sent them a ticket. I swear yeah. I sent them a ticket because the every ticket is numbered and the numbers yeah. are missing. Yeah. But they ain't got the ticket. Dion too. Dion trying to put my name in dirt out there. Like it's it's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like listen, come on, man. Dion wouldn't do that. Yeah. Dion wouldn't do that. Dion would do that. Yeah. Dion would one hundred percent do that. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about uh, Sid's comment right here that says more wealth is on the screen, Armand? Would you care to? Would you care to comment? I I don't know what he's referring to. I am nothing but a humble servant. Like I, I, I just be chilling, bro. Humble servant, y'all are I so cap. And I, I think we're gonna need answers from Dion too. Dion, what's going on? What's going on with these accusations? <laughs> Yo, <I'm> the <laughs> yeah, hold on now. What's good? Why are you wearing that? Oh man. <laughs> Listen, I got the package three weeks ago, okay? Now, normally I do a weird mm. thing where I do If I'm not going to wear it at the time, I'm not going to open it because I already know what it is. That sounds – you could it, it could be termites living in there for the next three and weeks. I, I don't know what the I hell – that, that seems like you problem. And I told Mills I was going to wear it on Raw. He said, oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. So when I open it, I'm looking because I remember what Siren and Quan said. They didn't get a ticket, and Mills was like – I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I, right. to, to, hey, I don't want to jump in this because this had nothing to do with me. To be fair, I almost threw it away because yeah. I, I, I almost threw it away. I did have tickets though. Yeah, and so I'll go. I'm, I'm literally grab trying to look. I don't find nothing but air. I was like, okay, hold on. I <laughs> did y'all eat it? <laughs> I didn't eat them tickets. <laughs> Shit, I got my ticket. My ticket is nice and cozy right here. I don't know what y'all did with yours. I'll be ripping through the packaging, not me. I'll be taking my time with my T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh-huh. Savages. Yeah, exactly. I guess, Mark. But so I was just, I was, I was confused. I thought my tickets were gonna be in there. So I told Mills, I was like, "Yo, you tripping, bro? I don't know. They might be right. I ain't get mine." And Cyrus like, shake the shirt just to make sure. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna shake the shirt." I shake the shirt. All I told Mills was like, "Yo, I don't have it. I didn't say I needed a tickets bag. I didn't say you was. I just say you. I didn't get it." He's talking about something. What kind of nigga opens opens a package in three weeks anyways? I can't be responsible for anything. Like you yeah. said, three weeks. It's like that's the, there's a warranty date. You know what I'm saying? You open the package a month later, warranty already run out. Like you can't return not, it I'm back. Not asking you know, for seven days. Seven day guarantee. Oh, I asked for a return. I didn't ask for no return. From, from, from what I heard, no. 
all I said was meals. I didn't get mine. I didn't ask for tickets. I didn't ask for another shirt. I just this nigga just fast. Just oh, sorry, going crazy on me. Well, that that reminds me of the time. That reminds me of the time the meals told me to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And I just uh, remember yeah. that on the show. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that Mills told me to shut the fuck up. So for no reason, recently, recently. for no reason. That's how he treats me, y'all. That's how he treats me. I usually cut it out. I left it in that that uh, that episode. But hey, no holds barred. Thank you, thank you, brothers, for being on the show. We got a lot to talk about. So Triple H, his first week as head of creative for WWE. He took over two weeks ago after the retirement of Vince McMahon. What a monumental first week that he had. He had to not only do a big four weekend in Nashville, but he had to do mm-hmm. a SmackDown, SummerSlam, and Raw on his first week of the job. Now, like, if 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 this is not throwing you to the wolves, I don't know what it is. Record high ratings already mm-hmm. for Raw. Universally positive reception on SummerSlam. And you know what I'm saying? The sense of a change that was coming on SmackDown. We won't be able to see that until this week. The the actual ramifications of everything. That was a go home show. It's really tough to see. You know what I'm saying? What what more creative you could get with everything's pretty much already figured out. What did you guys think about Triple H's first week as head of creative? Of course, he's the head of creative. He's working with Bruce Pritchard and all the writers on all the shows. What'd you guys think? Uh there uh Dion. First of all, for, well, before we go, just be clear. MC, put it back on the screen. Put it back on the screen <laughs> if you can. Please. I mean, if you're not watching this, you're, you're hearing this in audio. This is the most Connecticut ass white woman smile that I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like, it's the most by far. I'm, I just had to bring that up. I've, it's, I've it's, met- it's definitely Greenwich ish. It's definitely Greenwich ish, I will say. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Dion, do your thing. If this was Triple H's first week on the job and he comes out like this, SmackDown. SummerSlam and Raw, as a great rap group once said on Culture, you niggas in trouble. <laughs> you niggas are in trouble. <laughs> this man, this man position, first of all, a lot of these women in like significant roles, like Bailey, obviously Bianca, you know, you got Dakota Kai returning. I know we're gonna talk about y'all gonna talk about that later. And you know, EO Sky, they just look like they look like powerful. They look like a real team, a real group that's going to like tear stuff up. And then you got someone like Champa, like who did not run from the grind, kept, kept staying, you know, staying by side, by the side of Mills. And now he, I mean, not Mills, Miz. I mean, we should, might be, might as well be the by same my person. I know that's might right. Well be the same person. <laughs> but he stayed loading Bill and now he has a number one contender shot against Bobby Lashley U.S. title. Like, I mean, just all the other stuff around him, man. Like, he just did a great job. And I feel like a lot of people are excited to see what he comes mm-hmm. up with. And it does seem like a collaborative effort. Like, you know, he's been saying, you know, and I'm just really, I'm having, a lot of people haven't been excited about Raw or about SmackDown in a while. So this is really a good sign. So I just hope that he keeps it up. You know, I just can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the feeling was different. I think that out of everything, and you know, it's it's yet to be seen if this momentum can carry on. I have no reason to believe that it won't. Um, especially in terms of like SmackDown, which all you know always pretty much runs the same numbers. But it it was a different feel. I felt as though you know the the sign was, or or the 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 sources say, uh, in several outlets that this was supposed to be a statement weekend where he was doing he was making a statement in SummerSlam and Raw. Meals, do you think that he made that statement? 
I think Triple H. I mean, for his first week, I think just in even in terms of kind of like how he handled things with, I mean, he's there at the the tryouts. They're doing like their version of media scrums where they like trot out everybody and then they can do kind of. So he's answering questions to the best of his ability. I know he answered that one question. Like how do you know that one guy was like, how do you think this will be different than Vince McMahon things? And he was like, just wait and find out. And he was like, wait, that's not the answer we wanted. He's like, I bet, motherfucker. Um, but. Uh, he's been doing, you know, he's been doing a great job. I think what he offers to the WWE at this point is kind of like just a fresh outlook and 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 seeing and especially for knowing a lot of these wrestlers in the NXT, which we always fear was like, oh, okay, maybe the disconnect between the main roster and you know NXT, and you may not see Vince McMahon may not have seen Champa's, you know, five year stint where he was the guy in NXT, but Triple H absolutely knows his strengths and his weaknesses. And it's kind of like how we're using this and we're using all these people to in their best, you know, in their best role and best ability. So I think he's doing a great job thus far. We're going to talk about SummerSlam in a bit, but SummerSlam was absolutely key in all the success that's happened in this week thus far. Well, I mean, let's get into it now. Uh, SummerSlam was on Saturday. We had a great spaces uh, that night. Uh, I, I joined in for like two seconds. I haven't really like said my thoughts about the show publicly uh, yet, but it, I, I love the show start to finish. It was fantastic. Um, let's just start from the top. First match, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. I know you guys went over it on Saturday on the spaces. Definitely uh, in the running, you know, it's between that and the main event match of the night for me. Uh, th- those Those are two matches that, again, far and beyond took the spectacle and the in-ring you put them together i think there's no doubt about it that bianca is here in terms of being just a real ring general and and what she's doing like there's really nobody like her and becky lynch i mean stamp her for this this run this year run stamp her here for it to start (laughs) literally a year ago and not end but end here and then her be injured is kind of crazy and poetic in a way because it, again it's it's a capstone to the character work that she had to do and had how that ended with that match i thought it was just fantastic and and how bittersweet that you know she unfortunately had uh, a separated shoulder uh coming out of that match really early in the match she got the separated shoulder and wrestled through 20 plus minutes with that separated shoulder and did the post-match thing where she had to lift her arm and do this shout out to her, man. Like she, she, she really went crazy, but as Bianca wins, holding her title up, you get the handshake, the hug from Becky. Great moment. I popped for that moment. Bailey comes back and it's like, okay, we, you know, we kind of, we, we knew it was coming close. We knew she was, she was on the way. Then Dakota Kai comes out and it's like, what, what's your, what's your, what's your face? Like, what, what is your mood? Like Armand, when Dakota Kai comes out, man, it was, it was genuine shock because, um, you know, a lot of us were upset when it seemed like she was going to be leaving for however, however long, uh, we definitely hope that she would return. So her coming back, linking up with Bailey mm. is just incredible. Cause I, uh, I think, I think we said in the discord before, like another step in, Bailey really just maximizing this heel character that she's been is having a full faction. Her and Sasha were a good team, but her Bailey having people like around her that do her dirty work that she can mentor and help introduce to the main roster. Cause it's one thing for Dakota to come up by herself, but to right. come up and be teamed up with Bailey, that shit's fire. <laughs> it was, it was an amazing moment. 
Um, let, let's let's I mean get right back down to it. Eo Shirai comes out. I'm sorry, not Eo Shirai, Eo Sky. Okay. Let me tell you, there has been no name. Still said Eo Shirai. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there has been there has been no name that's been tougher for these announcers to pronounce and get right than Eo Sky. Corey Grace fucked it up last night like twice. Jimmy Smith just won't stop calling her Shirai, but she does debut at SummerSlam. And I think that at that moment. If you didn't know who these these women were, the crowd knew. They were all in on this. They they fuck with it. Um, Bailey has a new stable, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about Raw a little a little later on. Um, but I mean, we we got to get to the main event here. Another really fucking great match. Um, something I I heavily enjoyed. One last time ever, last man standing. One more time, whatever you want to say. The spectacle of SummerSlam has never been higher than it was with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. This was a match that everyone was upset about, understandably, but understandably on the other side, you knew why. You know what I'm saying? This had to happen. But it felt final. It felt like the final boss. It felt like the final match. It felt like they're both Jason and Michael Myers. Who's going to kill each other first? Who's going to kill who first? And that they really literally wanted to kill each other in this match. Even you felt it. Brock comes out with the tractor. I thought the tractor was going to be just for the entrance. He puts the motherfucker on it. How, how does he know how to how to work a tractor, bro? Is, is that just go along with just the mountain man aesthetic? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> like, listen, hold on, hold on, Justin, because I know we have someone waiting in the wings to also talk about this. I can't talk about we can't talk about two people, two wrestlers trying to kill each other. Without bringing up friggin' Cyrus, bring on Cyrus to the screen. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Cyrus is not prepared. Was, Are you? Yeah, Cyrus got a fresh twist. What? Hold up, man. Wait, I was gonna say yeah. I'm with Cyrus. Uh, uh, up. What? No, uh, I I just been parting my hair. Uh, it's just fun to do, bro. I never had this much hair before, so I just be fucking around with it. Boy, look like hey, Arnold, bitch. <laughs> Hey, guys. Hey, uh, boy, look like, hey, Arnold. Bitch. <laughs> boy, like, dapper, bitch. Look like your name Weasley, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Cyrus. Cyrus. Cyrus, do, do, do Japanese wrestling need to learn from the example set by one Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns in their main event? Is this the new death match record here? I feel like they need to implement some weapons like this, you know, like a whole tractor. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> Bob wire is cool. Oh, what is it? Light tools are cool, but somebody could legitimately could have gotten hurt with this, like him lifting up that tractor, like a bolt could have went flying in, in, into the crowd or some shit, you know? There was, so there was a moment where he pushes the ring and I was like, oh, he, 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 it was a misstep. It almost reminds me of like mm-hmm. GTA San Andreas when you're trying to get them damn boxes on the damn the, the uh, forklift and you got to lift the and, shit and up and fall off the side. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you got to, you got to treat it like, like, like GTA, Brock. It's like GTA. You got to line it up correctly. <laughs> he lines the shit up, lifts the shit up in the, in the stadium. And, and anyone who was there, let me know. I don't know where you guys were sitting. Like, that really fucked up your, your view, right? Because at one point, because of that, they were only wrestling to one side of the arena. So you pretty, you pretty much <laughs> had to, like, watch on the Titans, on the, on the Tron, right? Like, I, I know that in, in the stadium that must have been tough, but um, that happens. You get, a, you get Theory come out. 
theory comes out and um you know stupid stupid theory bro i said last week they were way too horny to talk about the cash and it's going to happen in some way shape or form it, it happens and it plays into the ending of the match this is storytelling and again you know i don't know you know we don't know creatively who comes up with all this stuff at, at the end of the day but it was like this was a great way to get him get him out there and 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 make it seem like he was going to cash in i, I don't know how it was going to work because it's the last it wasn't that, <laughs> it added to the drama of the match. I'll say that. I think it added to the overall mm-hmm. the drama of the match. Just including when you include anytime there's a cash in or at least a threat for a cash in, I think people's interest peak just in general. So when he's running round down to do the cash in and both Roman, I mean, you look at the ring, you look at outside. Brock has laid out pretty much everybody, including Paul Heyman. Um, you know, uh, Roman Reigns is also out on the ground, and you see Theory just trying to wedge his way in it. How does he get it? I mean, does it become a three-way last man standing match? Mm-hmm. We'll never know at this point. Yeah. Um, but but, the, but the, the tease was there. And the, the fact that was there, which was the perfect part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was perfect, and, and Brock hits him with the F5. And actually, we got some comments from people that were in the arena. Uh, DMV fan, his first wrestling show i believe was at SummerSlam. what a fucking show to go to he said everybody wow. was screaming holy shit he had to look at the screen uh jalen said not from where he was sitting sid shout out to sid he said entirely had to look up at the screen he's you know that i apparently it just depends on where you was at you know what i'm saying well, if you can see it or not um Boys had money <laughs> they, especially kirk kirk jalen you know what I'm saying? He, he, he got money jalen for y'all he is the rich nigga like the allegations are clear very mm-hmm. clear. dion you look so threatening with that do-rag on sir can you can you back away <laughs> from the camera sir do you have a knife on you my man, my anyway, God, I have to use my phone. I don't know what y'all talking about, man. You know, I be, <laughs> I be, I be moving. You feel me? So I don't, not, I'm no more threatening, guys. Trust me, I'm letting my do rag cake flow. And all hey, that. hey, if you in the Discord and you watching this right now, drop some crosses in the chat for Jalen. Shout out to him. You, you're watching and listening to a show 250. Thank you guys for joining in. Uh, end of the end of the show ends with uh, brought with with Roman in a poetic sense hitting Brock with both titles and then saying, you don't belong here. We don't want to see your ass here anymore. Hits him one more time and they bury him. Uh, but before I even get to that, I forgot the Paul Heyman payoff was, was, mm-hmm. was perfect as well. Because- I think that, yeah, that was the, that was like to me, because to be honest with you, for the last seven months, Roman Reigns really been beating Brock Lesnar's ass. Yeah. But to see Brock Lesnar finally hit that F5 on Paul Heyman, it was like, it was like, at least you got something. From this match, especially if you are a Brock <laughs> fan and if you are betting on Brock or something on Brock, you definitely at least got that of you know Brock Lesnar f fiving Paul Heyman through a table, which is like, mm-hmm. like and the visual, insane. the visual is crazy. Shout out to Paul, who I know he don't got good hips, man. He took he took that bump, man. He he really did that, and, and shout out to him. But but Roman sends Brock out the territory. Um, I thought a great show, a great show. Great ending to the show. We knew that this was going to happen. We knew we knew that that Roman was fake. You know, he's going to go into Clash of the Castle as champion. I'm sorry, there's just no way, no way around it. But the way they got here, to me, in terms of his title defenses, there was no title defense that he had ever had that I felt as though okay, he could realistically lose this because there were so many moments that that you know. I, I felt as though it could happen, but there was actually danger there. There was there was concern. There was worry. I mean, Brock flipped the whole ring to try and beat this guy. You know what I mean? And I think that they have a, a large undertaking to make Drew look as though he can do that in a month or, or, or so. 
But for what it is right now, Roman is still the the, uh, the undisputed champion of WWE, and uh, yeah, that that's where he that's where he stands. I, I love the show, but hey, quick question: What's your match of the night? How about that? My match, match of the night, night. My match of the night's tough, right? Because I felt as though everything was leading to that. I remember at Mania and Night Two, and anyone who was there with me and, and on the show, I said mm-hmm. like I felt like I felt like Night Two was subdued because they felt as though Brock and, and Roman was going to tear the house down, and they didn't tear the house down. I felt like mm-hmm. tonight was definitely the y'all need to relax unless you're like Logan Paul because like they're going to tear the house down, you know. And I felt this in my match of the night because of that. Um, might have been the main event. It, it really might have been. Even though Bianca and, and Becky, fucking generational great, I still prefer their Mania match a lot better. But to me, what made the Becky-Bianca match stronger was the end of the match to me. I, I thought that the end was just, you know, masterful end of a story. And, and you know, for everyone that's saying that, they, that, that this company don't do year-long stories, this was a this was a year long story. It started at SummerSlam and ended at SummerSlam. I I'm just saying, man. Like, like it it definitely you know it definitely was a was a year long story that built between these two women. But um, Brock and Roman ending here as well. Again, another year long story started here, ended here. They it bookended each other. Whoever did that was was masterful. But Roman and Brock is probably my match of the night. What about you, Armand? I would. I'm I'm kind of. I'm torn between Brock Roman and Bianca Becky. I think that Spanish fly uh, to the KOD was just incredible. But the ring getting lifted, Roman hidden theory with the briefcase, like both of them just had such great moments. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean Bianca Becky. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, uh, Cyrus? Uh, Roman Brock, easy. Obviously, I like, I love. I love the Becky and Bianca match a lot, but there was just a lot more spectacle going on in like within the match from like bell to bell. While, you know, like Justin said, a lot of the stuff that I loved about the match kind of came towards the end or like uh, the post match. Yeah. Right. right, right. Dion, what was your match tonight? Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Bianca um, and Becky because I mean, what a story, what a feud, honestly, to me, probably one of the best women's feuds of all time since probably um, Sasha Bailey, in my opinion. Um, but the master of the night for me was Brock versus Roman. If I was to show somebody who was not a wrestling fan, like the pro wrestling, I, these are one, this is like one of these matches I will show them because it's like just when you thought you saw it all, you look at that match and you'd be like, wow, I really did not. Because like who thinks of a tractor lifting up <laughs> the ring like, you just thought you really, you really thought you'd seen it all in wrestling until you see that match. You're like, wow, you haven't seen the shit yet. So, yeah, match mm-hmm. uh, one more, one more point from SummerSlam. You had the the in ring, not the in ring debut, but the in ring one on one debut between Logan Paul and The Miz. Um, I didn't know what to expect coming into this. I didn't know what to think. And by like three, four minutes in, it was a little bit of sloppiness. It, he looked, he he looked good. He looked like he had been practicing. He looked like he had been training. He's cut to death. I thought Miz was breaking out some shit meals that I ain't never seen this dude do before in my life. I said, yeah, what? Stop what? playing with the Miz, bro. Come on, man. Miz can do a Spanish fly, too. He just don't do it, you know? <laughs> Logan Paul, the Miz. Um, again, another, like, I, I think I was listening to Cornette today. 
and, and hearing what he, you know, I've been listening to all the SummerSlam reviews. You were, you were, you were listening to Cornette is just. <laughs> I'm always interested in like why you chose him as the voice that you continuously listen to. I, 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 always ask, that, I ask that question all the time too. Why? Because I think he's so ridiculous. It's, it's literally like it's almost like when when people like 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 who are like because the thing about Cornette is weird is is that like he's the most left leaning like prejudiced person in the world. So it's almost like regular left leaning people. So it's like okay, he he definitely thinks like Roe v. Wade should be back, but he also doesn't like women to wrestle. So it's like it's like a it's like a. It's <laughs> when I saw him review the Sasha versus Bianca match, I say yeah, I, I can't listen to this shit. Bro. Yeah, hey man, listen, it's it's you got to hear it on both sides. It, it, it's either that or I listen to like <laughs> it's either that or I listen to Solo Monster. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like he's my Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yo, boot this man out. Uh, boot this man on. right now, please. Moving on. I don't even know why. Wow. But uh, anyway, I just want to say he calls this celebrity wrestling, and I think it's funny as shit. He's such a. He's such a. Can a celebrity hit one of these? I mean, honestly, I don't know how many celebrities can hit one of these though. But bro, nah, he, calls this, he calls this celebrity wrestling, man. Like that shit is funny as fuck. That's not funny. Like that's just literally what it is. Like Miz is a celebrity too. Listen, man. Listen. Emilio, you better swing for your MVP. dog now. MVP of this match is Maurice. How about that? MVP of the match is definitely Logan Paul. But um, <laughs> let, let's like like to tap into like really where what what was good. Like I like that they loosened the rules here because you know you ain't going through no damn. That's a DQ. You going through a goddamn table in the match, bro. Like come on, it's man. It's actually not because you didn't use the table as a weapon. You just like. It's not like you hit him with the table. So if you hit him with something, and if you throw them into the steps, it's not a DQ. But I think if you hit them with the steps, it's a DQ. Yeah. I'm not sure. Celebrity wrestling. Like <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you got to admit, celebrity wrestling is funny as fuck. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> hey, come on, Cal. He is, man. He's my, he's my I'm, glad, I'm glad you find it funny. I'm glad you find you it. You have funny, at least so. one. There's there's niggas that listen to Chris Brown. We're gonna talk to one a little bit later. But right. hey, man, <laughs> buy our merch, please, while you can. <laughs> please buy the hey. HO merch. Hey, no, no lie, no lie. Miz put his working boots on. Logan Paul put his working boots on as well. He gets the W. What's next for Logan Paul? He came out on Monday and said he signed a a multi deal or multi match, multi year deal with WWE. He said this is this is I think I found my calling. Where do we see him next? Survivor Series. That's where Rumble, where Rumble's that's everyone who gets the bag. That's what everyone who gets the bag says. I think I found my calling. Like I I don't have to wrestle for two hundred days to be a wrestler. That's like my dream. Like let's say we become celebrity wrestlers, right? Like me and you, somehow this podcast goes to some stadium status type shit, and we become wrestlers. We don't have to be in the PC Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can just learn to wrestle for about six months, go out and wrestle, and make a bunch of money. So everyone who says that, Bad Bunny, I'm sure, is like, yo, this is the dream. I can't believe it. But Bad Bunny only has to do it once per year. (laughs) Barely. You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but God bless him. Listen, nonetheless, uh, I forgot what you were saying. Go ahead. I'm just saying celebrity wrestling, man. <laughs> okay. Um, no, Logan Paul, I could see him next with, uh, I don't know. KO's not a heel, is he? No. Oh, wow. That would be fire because 
you have to have a lot of Gaga and and you know BS in Logan Paul matches, right? He can't. Right. He's not a fifteen year vet. He's not a you know he's not a five year vet. He has to be in there with guys that can take the bumps, but also know how to work. KO is actually a good ass idea because I would feel like if Miz starts to slide out of the the you know celebrity wrestling <laughs> uh, viewpoint. KO to me is the next natural thing because he'll bump for anyone and Sammy will bump for anyone at this point. And, and I think that, well, I mean, he was already involved with these two anyway. Yeah, right? there's a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. He's done Logan at WrestleMania. Hey, Logan could be coming back for all his ops. I mean, this is true. This is very, I think very the true. best thing that you could do is to start the impossible stable and have a bunch of celebrity wrestlers on the, on the stable. <laughs> And he has like some That's real a terrible idea. Sort of like no, uh, l- hear me out. Sort of like what Pat McAfee was going to do when they turned him heel in NXT, and he had a stable mm-hmm. of like uh, shooters with him, and then they had their own their own crew. I, this is Triple H booking again. He could realistically do that. He could bring that story back. Don't nobody watch NXT. Don't nobody remember that shit. That was COVID era. He Yo, I just remember. I just remember that crew went to war games. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> and and they went crazy with. Do do we think War Games is coming back under Triple H? Uh, I, nah. This this dude, our mind was. I keep it for NXT. Huh? I'd keep it for NXT. I would definitely keep it for NXT. Yeah, they ain't got nothing. What's the NXT spectacle match? You know what I'm saying? NXT spectacle on NXT. It's the fifteen ladder matches they do a year. That's their spectacle match. <laughs> well, well, they don't get a Survivor Series. They don't get Money in the Bank. They don't get anything like. Let them just have War Games. Let them keep War Games. I'm good with not seeing now. War Games would be tight on the main roster, even though I'm not a fan of War Games match. Just specifically, it just seems a lot of it first twenty five minutes is violence for the sake of violence. Have they um, announced where SummerSlam is going to be this year? Have they announced that? Survivor Series? Uh, Survivor Series. I'm sorry. Survivor Series. I'm sorry. Is that in? A, is I, that in? Uh, I believe it's going to be in Boston. Where's that? At? MC, if you could find that for us, please. Uh, Boston, right the TD Arena. That's all. Yeah, TD Garden. TD Garden is where Summer yeah. Survivor Series is going to be this year. Yeah. I would do I feel like I made it. I would do it there. I would do a War Games there. You're going to realistically sell that out immediately if you say there's going to be war games. Oh, Antonio Logan, bring out Gary V. Celebrity wrestling. (laughs) Okay. Celebrity wrestling. Cornette was right, bro. Terrible even idea, if, but even if even if War Games did stay in 2.0, who would you want to see in War Games this year? I please save me from the Legato oh, yeah, uh, Tony D'Angelo War yeah, Games. Hey, we said we said that shit the last War Games they had. So <laughs> no, there is no. You, you, can't, you like, can't even be surprised. They have, they have but that made more sense though. Those, they've burnt out all those matchups. Triple H was head of creative when they were doing that. He could just bring that onto Survivor Series and then I like. I, I, it, what, what if they made it so that one person could pick their team from any brand from any roster? You could you could bring two point people in there at that point. Because the thing is, with, with H there now, we don't ever got to worry about there being a, a a cognitive dissonance between main roster not understanding what NXT is. They were already under. They're already with, with two point They're already understanding what these characters are now. Even when they call when they get called up, there's very little change to them at this point. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, I can't believe I can't believe Cyrus is drinking a Mountain Dew right in front of me on the A <laughs> show. I can't believe it. The fuck <laughs> that got to do with you? What's wrong with that? Mountain, Mountain Dew's disgusting. What the fuck? I don't give a shit. Oh, Mountain Dew saved me in Dallas, boy. Mountain Dew saved me that in Dallas. Delicious, that was the only nigga. Mountain Dew's disgusting. Go on. It helped his hair grow. <laughs> Apparently. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, DMV fan said, "Why do I have all these big brain ideas for Logan Paul? Because I am a Logan Paul believer. I think he could yeah. be a fantastic heel. The thing about it is that they were booing him until he started going crazy in the match. I still think there's some there's some mm-hmm. there's some heat to be had with making him a heel. I do think that as much as I like the match, he was miscast against the Miz. I think that that was not a good casting. I honestly think AJ Styles would have been a better casting." And he would have been the biggest heel, one of the biggest heels in, in the damn stadium that night if it had been AJ versus Logan Paul. It could still happen. Who knows? But I think that there's a lot of really fun things you could do with Logan Paul. There's a lot of really fun things you could do with War Games as well if Triple H calls, calls that back up to the main roster. A lot of the people there probably already worked the match anyway. You could get Champ in there. There's probably going to be somebody called up for the draft. It would make sense. I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do, but, you know, who knows? Did you see the Ital tweet um, that I'm still laughing at that said Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania is going to be Austin Rock at 17? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. I, I want that match more than anything. There is yeah. no way the Bad Bunny is out right now seeing this shit and being like, yo, what the fuck? Like, he looking at this shit like, yo, come on, man. Celebrity wrestling. <laughs> Celebrity wrestling, you see, man. You see the vision, man. I'm rocking with it. Uh, but one more thing really quick uh, because we got to move to our next segment. Ric Flair had his final match on Jesus Christ. This picture on Sunday, it was if if SummerSlam was a spectacle, I don't know what the opposite of this was. Uh, Andrade Idolo and Ric Flair, of course, his uh, son-in-law and his father-in-law versus uh, was it Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, right? Yes, yes. So he had his final match, and if the if the clips that I seen are to be believed. This motherfucker looked like he was completely in a comatose state out of it for at least half of the match. Who watched it and what did you guys think? I'm not surprised he's still alive. That's <laughs> I put a, I put I put a clip on the A show where this man has survived a plane crash. He survived lightning striking on almost striking on him. He survived plenty of other near death experiences. I don't know. I'm not surprised this man is still alive. I don't acknowledge Ric Flair post-2008. I don't even know who that is. So that's all I have to say. The match went a good 15, 20 minutes, I think. You had all the regular Flair spots. Um, You had Flair bleeding, which I don't think that a man his age should be cutting himself on the head or especially touching other people with his blood. Uh, Shout out to Sid. Yes, someone should be in jail for allowing that shit. I, I just see all of this people saying incredibly proud. I'm proud of you. You know, here's my thing, man. If the E wasn't going to throw you the bag, but the thing is, he probably got a bag just doing that on Sunday. That was the last probably huge bag he's ever going to get in terms of wrestling. But, you know, it's just, you, is this how we envision Ric Flair going out? Did, did you feel as though the WrestleMania match was where it really should have ended at? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I, I was muted for a while because there was a car alarm going off. I'm not sure who's breaking into whose car. Um, no cops. <laughs> no cops. Um, I watched the match. I did watch the match. Um, 
it was one of the most you know what makes wrestling not seem real at all um is when you're overselling for a 70 plus year old guy who can barely move in the ring <laughs> like when you're when he's chopping the shit out of you and you're bouncing up and down and left and right and 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 moving to the like there's so much stuff i want to give props to jeff jarrett who <laughs> there's not a bag too far that this man will not get. If he has to murder Ric Flair, he'll murder Ric Flair. Is he have to die for Ric Flair? He has to die for Ric Flair. Did you you know how to match ended, Justin? Um, didn't didn't he try and do the figure four and then he laid down because he was tired and they pinned Jeff Jarrett <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> and he, that's exactly how it happened. They had Undertaker in attendance. Mick Foley was in attendance. Bret Hart and his black wife was in attendance. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was just like, how can you guys watch this? How can Charlotte luckily was not in attendance? Maybe she was watching from the back. Maybe she was watching from somewhere else. I don't she, know. She they tried Insta- to get um Instagram something um from her account. I saw she might have been there. They, she got, just- they have Ric Flair's um other daughter there who's trying to get into it as well. And then Conrad himself even got into it. He threw a pair of brass knucks in the ring for Ric Flair. That's he's always wanted to do some shit like that. <laughs> he's always wanted to do some shit like that. Like it's a it's a. This match to me was, I was like, damn, why are we watching this? Like, why is this a thing? I'm sure everyone got a bag on that show. Everyone wrestled on that show. They had a lot of set matches. Shout out to everyone who's the pre-card for this. But if we keep doing these spectacle shows, I'm just glad this is the last one. It really looks like the last one. The blood was not necessary. There was that point during the, I I think, um, Fight TV had a tweet where it was like, um, Rick Flair admitted, like, I passed out for a second. Like, you can see him mouthing it to Andrade. <laughs> like, bro, he, like, he got goddamn gout on his foot, bruh. <laughs> <sighs> he this got gout cool. on his foot, bruh. Come on, man. Yo, Mick Foley said it was Mick better than Foley's brain. There, <laughs> we don't listen to Mick Foley. No, no, no. Here's my thing. What what did Vince do to Mick Foley to so bad that made him do? Actually, there's a lot of shit Vince probably did to that nigga to make him. A shoulder. Teeth in his nose. Electricity. Um, that boy yeah. died for Vince, man. Jesus Christ. But only uh, got two books. Rick Flair alive. I just saw a really, really good question from Darren Ezel. How long y'all think, how, long, how fast y'all think Rick gonna blow that money? Huh, it's already gone. <laughs> it's gone already. My thing People is, are, is that Ric Flair is definitely going to be wrestling again in like three years. <laughs> like he, he is following t- uh, Terry Funk uh, trajectory here. Like he's going to have a match in like some other time in like, uh, what is it? In like triple A. If you go to GCW and I see him getting thrown on light tubes and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Cena the goat. <laughs> I'm like immediately. I'm like, nah, Cena the goat. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting Flair up there. Nah, Cena definitely needs to get 17 after this. Just to kind yeah. of go. Oh, absolutely. We just need to. Well, we just need a 17 one right now. Here's my just thing with, with 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 H with the book. I I think that that's that's pretty much a, that's that no one's ever touching that. Triple H loves Triple H. Uh, Triple H loves Ric Flair so much. Ain't nobody gets 17. He's like, nah, I can't do that. Pardon. Vince, Vince might have did it for, for some for some bread. Triple H ain't doing that shit. <laughs> Vince, Vince would have sold Ric Flair out <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a packed house. <laughs> Haven't seen a win 17. 
but nah, Triple H ain't gonna do it like that. He gonna he gonna respect the nigga. So yeah, uh, Ric Flair, happy <laughs> happy retirement. Uh, good riddance. Uh, Becky Lynch still better. L the uh, L <laughs> NBA young boy better L ratio. <laughs> Becky, Becky better. Becky better. L ratio. <laughs> Uh, but that was no holds barred. I, I want to thank Dion and Cyrus and, and Armand for joining us for this conversation and, and and being just some of the most, you know, being the backbone again to to this this group and, and this this platform and, and just having, you know, so much great insight and, and just being around for this. Of course, the war report comes out every single week. The rewriters room is back. Their most recent episode came out last week. And Dion, you can already see him on the socials on the A Show RNC. That's him behind that all of the demonic tweets and violent do rag wearing tweets. I've uh, <laughs> really calmed down on the tweets, though. I really, I've calmed down. I've come a long way, man. But that's that's good for you two guys. Always, you know, taking me in and making sure that y'all lead me the right way. As a, as you know, what? are you on the man. are you on the floor? On the project floor? Nah, no, nah he's I'm on his bed. bed, man. I'm just chilling in my bed. He's bro. chilling, like chilling, chilling. chilling. Hey, like, like, like professionals. I'm just chilling, man. You know, is that bed? Is your bed linoleum? <laughs> it's Johnny, bro. What the fuck? All right, all right. Come on, allegations. We don't need to do this. We don't need a bed shame. My bad, bro. It's not a bed shame. It looks like it's a. It looks like shiny bed. Come on now. We don't need to do that. Shiny bed is rich. I'm not trying to go with him. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, all right. I, I yeah. will see y'all later, man. Thank y'all we'll for being on the show, man. Appreciate y'all. Love you, love you. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Um, we got an announcement. Okay. We got an announcement. Oh, we got an announcement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got an announcement, guys. Do you see this? You see this photo? You know where this photo is from? That is from the WWE Draft 2002. So you know what this means. You know what this means. It means that officially on the A Show 250th episode, we are announcing that the Draft Diaries is coming to the A Show in September. It is coming in September. I have a date, but I have a date in mind, but I might change it. But it's coming this September. Um, patrons, you will get it early. But this is going to be actually the first set of diaries that we'll also feature on the main feed as well. We're gonna we're gonna do both of it as well. So patrons, you're gonna get it early. And when I mean early, I mean early. <laughs> it's not gonna be like a show day before. You're gonna get it early. Everyone else, you're gonna get it when you get it. But we're figuring, out, we're figuring out like a delicate balance because you know I, I know a lot of people probably don't haven't subscribed to our Patreon. If you haven't, please do so. Um, but we want to make it we want to make it fair and, and make sure that people can can get this as well. So you know, you guys will get a little bit of a a, a time tax on that. But patrons, of course, oh. you're gonna get it early. I'll let you guys know it is going from the draft 2002. And it's going all the way up to WrestleMania 19. So wow. this is the final. This is going to be the final of the trilogy of the Invasion <laughs> Diaries, X8 Diaries, and Draft Diaries. So it's going to be there. It's going all the way to WrestleMania 19. I'm very happy. Mark, you already penciled in for the episode where we talk about Hollywood Rock. Don't even worry about it. Oh, um, these are just legendary times, legendary moments. So I appreciate you including me. <laughs> we, we're going to be talking about Austin walking out. Because it's very uh, how you say um, that's big hair. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about Austin walking out. We're gonna talk about the rise of Brock Lesnar, the summer of Brock. We're gonna talk about how the NWO kicked the bucket in a matter of weeks. 
I can't wait for that one. I can I be on Lethal Dose of Poison because that's ever since Vince retired, that has been the fucking promo I go back to. The Lethal Dose of fucking Poison. No, you gotta say it right. You gotta say a Lethal Dose of Poison. You think I won't do it? Raw post Raw essentially when the world championship came, which aka the Triple H show. Oh, um, brother. We're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk about the SmackDown six and how that form and who's the six and who is not in the six or something along those lines. We talk about Paul Heyman's SmackDown essentially. Um and everything built up to that, man. All the way up to WrestleMania 18, 18, 19. So the draft diaries is coming this September. Some of you guys that are in the comments, make sure you have your DMs open because there will be a call. I'm I'm, str- I'm stretching out beyond. XA Diaries was definitely a show presented. We're stretching our borders beyond that. Might be another, a, a few set of voices you may not have heard on the A Show Network before. So will be interesting. You know, it'll be very, very interesting. So make sure you guys tune into that. Is the draft diaries? It is coming this September. Speaking of voices that you have not heard before, we have a guest. Is the guy is he queued up? Oh, is he's he definitely he's definitely in the building right now. The smile's already here, so I already I already see him. Very, I already see him very ready here. Oh man, look at my guy, Josh Peace. Hey, I'm tripping. I'm like seeing a little blur at the top of J5. So I'm like, yeah, y'all be blurring out logos and shit. Nah, nah, it's blurry because I got a bunch. You know, we packing, so I got a bunch of boxes and shit in the background. But Josh Peace, co-host of the Black Print uh, and Black Print Radio Amp. That's tomorrow. We gotta we gotta do that shit tomorrow. But man, what's up, yo? That was good, man. I'm in the building, man. Off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, Josh. All right. I've never talked to wrestling with you. This is very, very interesting. What is your memories of wrestling? Just what's your favorite memories of wrestling from the past? Oh, um, you know, I just this is such a very random ass memory. I remember one, two, three kid was sticks or six. Six, oh, yeah. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I'll never forget, man. I was like. He wasn't in one of the video games I was playing. It's probably like WrestleMania 2000 or some shit. I don't know. It was one of these games where you could first start creating a player. And I remember it was late. It was probably like 11 o'clock, 12. It might have been midnight. I go to my mom. And I'm like, Mom, like, how do you spell sticks? And she's like, huh? You asking how to spell sex? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, fuck out my room. Oh, oh my God. God memory and then you know I, I don't know i grew up in like the attitude era um definitely saw the rise and fall of wcw and ecw and um i don't know i'm all i was a fan of like hardcore wrestling like i thought that was the, the thing like when i yeah. came i was like oh shit this is this is the evolution of, of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the business is going minnesota legend see oh shout out to my guy barnes in the building Hey, I got y'all comments on the on the screen. This is <laughs> hey, this is like that. I've never been in a, a production like this. I'm a Come man. on, man. We have our own product. The same production <laughs> guy that we got is on it's this. <laughs> like literally the same fucking <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> we got the same producer for uh, our show man, on this. My money not long enough, bro. And we need we, we need on-screen comments. <laughs> All right, Josh. So speaking of memories, we had a memory last March 
uh, we we took the trek out to Dallas and we we went out to WrestleMania. Uh, you you created your memories, some memories of your own, man. What what was that like, just being at WrestleMania, man? No, that was amazing, bro. That's like my childhood fully formed. I, I think you know, growing up, WrestleMania was always one of those events. that was like, oh, I wish I can go, and like you would watch everyone and be like, oh, this is. It was just always a, a event, and you know, I kind of fell out with just watching wrestling consistently. But going back, or going to Dallas and seeing WrestleMania and just seeing like the atmosphere, being in the atmosphere, it kind of rekindled that flame for me, and um, it just showed me that like this is is for all ages, and it's definitely um, it's something that never leaves you. Like I think you know, I almost teared up watching like Triple H leave his boots in the ring, and like yeah. just those little moments where like harking back to when I grew up watching it and just seeing it now, I was like, oh shit, like this. Definitely, you got to see Stone Cold wrestle. You got seen Stone Cold twice, by the way, which is something that no one in the last two decades can ever say, to be honest with you. Wow, I can't believe he came back out for like the second night. I was like, damn, this nigga, they working this guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like, even from just like a uh, you know, you you come from you come from agency side, you're you come from marketing side as well, like from like an experiential point of view, like the way that that look was crazy, too, right. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But I think that's something I've always noticed about WWF or WWE. I'm sorry. I think they've always just really been aware of their brand and just like how to maximize it. I think they have, you know, some of the greatest marketers working for that company currently. They kind of show up in all different places of culture and it's always authentic to wrestling, which you can't say that about a lot of brands. So, you know, the experiential portion of it was amazing. Access was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I actually met a friend who works in marketing who like was working with a brand that was out there um, who built like a little photo moment. And I was just like, oh, even the thing y'all built was just over the top. Like you wouldn't see this at ComplexCon, but right. access. Right. Right. No. So we have a game. The, the reason we brought you on here, I didn't tell you anything about it because we got a game we're going to play today. Oh, no. Nah. It's I love I love introducing games that no one knew <laughs> the guest doesn't know about. It's, it's my favorite thing in the world. It's surprising people with games. But but the thing that makes this game great is is that the fact that you are like a lapsed fan and somebody that doesn't watch weekly is that you probably don't know half these people and you're gonna get to make a judgment the same way you made judgment on people at WrestleMania that you had never seen before. <laughs> and this game is called I'm Not a Star. I'm not a star. <laughs> so, so, can you predict if today's wrestlers are the wrestlers of the future let's get the first one out here on the screen right here who's gonna be the first one is he a star or is he not a star this is absolutely not a star i think i know this guy this is bobby lashley yeah, hey, Josh Norman is wearing the WWE Championship, and he's like, he's definitely not a star. Come on, look at this guy. He got on just the regular ass trunks. It looked like he ain't got no type of branding, but a bald head. This is Amon Johnson 2.0. Like, I'm uh, wait, you didn't fuck with Ahmed? <laughs> this is crazy. What's with the ball slander? Amon Johnson didn't fuck with himself, bro. He had to join the, the Nation of Domination. He got kicked out. Like he, I, you know, it's funny. I just was watching some shit on YouTube about Amon Johnson. Just like it was like some old, uh, just WWE stories, and just talking about him and his his storyline. I was just like, oh, this is, this is. Oh, we don't know what to do with this black guy, so we're just gonna. He <laughs> was really popular though, Josh. He was actually really popular. He's popular because he was black, but I just remember he had nothing going on. No moves, no special. He had the, par- yeah, he had like, the Pearl River plunge. 
He had eight knee pads on his arms. Somebody else's move that he like took over. Like he didn't have no like new move. He wasn't innovative. All right. Oh my God. All right, man. Not as Bobby Lashley, not a star. Let's get to the next, the next uh, potential star on the, on on our list here. Jay Cargill, AEW. Is she a star or not? What's her name? Jay Cargill. She might be a star. I can't front. She looked like a star. <laughs> <laughs> I like she it. Star power. She got the good hair going. I'm not mad at this. Her first match, she wrestled in a tag team match. She her tag team partner was Shaquille O'Neal. And she went against who did she go against? Cody Rhodes and um Cody Rhodes was it Cody Rhodes' wife or Red Velvet? Red Velvet. It was Red Velvet. She Red was pregnant. Velvet. She was pregnant. From, from the first no, she- no, she didn't find a <laughs> she didn't find a pregnant woman. The the girl Cody Rhodes' wife was supposed to wrestle that match where she was pregnant. And um I believe she was pregnant, right? Am I wallet? Yeah, I believe she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she was pregnant, so she had to fight Red Velvet and Shaquille O'Neal took a took a bump on Jesus Christ, took a bump on uh, the the uh, table. But uh, Jay Cargill, what 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 about her makes her a star to you? Like like what what do you like? Is it the muscles? It's the it's the makeup package. Yeah, <laughs> she's putting money in her makeup every day. That's Fenty, I can tell. <laughs> so she's a star. She is a star. Jay Cargill is is a star. Well, who's the next? Who's the next person on our list? Rhea Ripley. Ah, this is a tough one. Outfit <laughs> scream star. Mm. Is that a face tat? Yeah, it's a face. Well, it's like a drawing. I don't think it's a tat. That's not star like. She needs to go all the way and get the tat. Yeah, she's not star. Just she got the face. Oh. That, that's it. Is she was she in WWE or E or AEW? yeah? She's in the E. She's in the E. She's in the E. Huh? Is she NXT? No, she's not NXT. She used to be. Mm. Okay, I mean, I, I like I came front. I like the direction where wrestling is going, where you kind of have people who just feel like like I feel like I I've met her before. Like she, right. I, I seen her at a club. Like <laughs> she very much has a look that like oh like I'll be out like. Okay, we need to we need to find Rhea Ripley and find out if she's gonna be in the same clubs that Josh is gonna be in. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, might be, you know, you know, it's a house research. I can see her like escape or like you know, uh, you know toxic. Of, not even insomniac. One of the insomniac events. I can see her there. Oh, she oh so she's gonna be a she's gonna be at a hard. Uh, real hard fest hard fest or escape or you know yeah like, mm. you know the the techno to stage. So so. Not a star, but in the club. Not a star. Not a star. No. Okay. All right. Uh, next person. That's crazy. <laughs> next person up. The Street Profits. Now you saw them at WrestleMania. Them. These niggas not stars. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 not stars. Hey, they they should be stars for everything they stand for. But they, you know what they mean? They entrance. So they had the entrance with all the um the cup stuff. Yeah. The frat balls and red red cups. Yeah, <laughs> hey, come on, man. They you say frat balls. I mean, you know, like the little ping pong ball, <laughs> <laughs> golf ball that you do the the the, the um. I you gotta play know. water pong and shit like that. Beer pong, beer pong, beer yeah. pong. There you go. Yeah, these, these, they hold like it's funny. Like I don't know their whole origin story, but it feels like they came in on some frat shit, and then they were like, "Hold up, we need to pivot more gangster rap." 
You might be on the money, to be honest with you. Who's in college? They would be like cappers. Wow. Well, actually, I think Montez might be one, right? Or no? Or, or no, he was in the, he was in the military. But uh, not even the guy on the right. The guy on the right, you don't think is a star? That they they think that he's going to be a WWE champion. He got a star haircut. I came front, but. What <laughs> <laughs> about the other guy? Other guy. You know what? You could have told me that was like Mero from Decis and Mero. And I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh come on now. <laughs> what did he pop out? Like, I, nah, not a star. Look like, like D Brown 2.0, actually. Wow. All right. <laughs> next next oh, picture, right. man. <laughs> Austin Theory from WWE. Mr. Money in the Bank. Youngest Money in the Bank holder. I can just tell by his mouth. He's saying some star shit. He's talking some shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell just the haircut. Like, he like the, he looked like the G-Eazy of WWE. Like, he wow. Like, he got the haircut. That's like a haircut you got to get weekly. Like, he not. He a star for sure. He got a Barbie on the road. Like, he not. <laughs> he not one of them. So Barber backstage, by the way. Just to let Here's you know. Here's the thing, Josh. WWE, they both think the same thing. He's poised to be WWE champion <laughs> in the next year. It could happen. So he's a star. Uh next up. Did Vince also say, look at the mouth, he's talking that shit? I don't know if Vince <laughs> said that. I don't know if Vince had that same quote. <laughs> he was at WrestleMania, right? Yeah, yeah he, he fought was. he fought with Vince, remember? He fought, he fought Pat McAfee. Yeah, he a star for sure. He, he got this down. He got <laughs> Orange Cassidy from AEW. Not a star. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not a star. What, what about him makes him not a star? Just the aviator glasses. Not oh, okay. Like the Zara jacket. He looks like a. He looks like one of those like. Uh, Los Feliz, uh, Echo Park type niggas. Yeah, like he looked like um, I don't know. He looked like the nigga that delivered your DoorDash, but on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta go, man. All right, uh, not a star. Next up, oh my god, <laughs> the undisputed elite from AEW. Uh, am I judging all these guys? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a group. They're a group. It's a star power in this group. Okay. okay. They got some good faces going on here. Who, who, who's the star? Which one calls out to you? The one uh, second to the right. The right side of this picture, they look like a mean tag team. <laughs> wow. Okay. In front, like, okay. Missing. The dude to the left. Got a look on him that that looked like he'll bite your ear off. Just <laughs> like, yeah, these my these my goons. The niggas to the left, low key, kind of corny. They corny it up a little bit, but the right side is strong. Wow. How about how, how, how about the middle? How about the middle? What's the middle look like? The middle, he look like a boss. He look like he's like, yeah, these my niggas. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. I could actually see if you would show me him by himself, I'd be like, he's a star for sure. If if I were to show him by himself, you would see how small he is now. Who is he? Who? What's his name? His name's Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Yeah. That wasn't that like an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole, my guy. Oh, 
They're not related. You know, these Russell people be related. No, they're not. They're not related. They're not related. They're not related. So they are now. Shit. I'll give you half for this because you said half of it is as a star. The young, the young bucks are not stars, and I always hear their name though. That's them on the left. Young buck need to go get some money. (laughs) There was no young bucks before young buck. Like, come on, like. Oh. Hey, uh, young buck, call us. We can we can show you all their tapes and everything. We got everything here. Uh, next up on on the list, Wheeler Yuta. Not a star. <laughs> <laughs> the mask not, is covering his face, and he can still tell. You're not wrestling with the mask on, right? No, no, but I wish he did because even without it on. What's the wrestler that used to come a Glacier? Didn't he used to have a mask? <laughs> he called him Glacier. Hey, they spent so much money on Glacier's intro, and he never <laughs> got past, like, mid-card, right? Like, no, they had – I watched – I need you to look at an account called Wrestling Bios, Wrestling B-I-O-S. It's this guy from like Europe, and he he reviews all of like the old shows and stuff like that. He has a he has a video on Glacier and what how his career trajectory intersected with w, with the NWO. And they said once they figured out NWO was popular, they said fuck Glacier, and they said we don't give a fuck about it. I remember Glacier though. He used to come out with those smoking shit. Come on, I think he had a stick or something too. He was. <laughs> I think he came out with a stick man a couple of times. So Wheeler Yuta, not a star. Get him off the screen. Let's get to the next one. Nikita Lyons, NXT 2.0. I don't even cap. I used to follow her on Instagram. She's a star. (laughs) 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 She's a star. She's so much of a star. She damn near happy because she had ass. And I seen another photo. I was like, oh, you're not even really thick like that. But you just, you know how to, you got sex appeal. You know how to carry yourself. Was she in WWE, right? Yeah. I got a tap. A couple matches. I need to investigate further, but she's a star for sure. Okay, there she's we go. Like she's recently too, though. Huh? She just dropped a music video recently too, huh? N- no, she was in one though. Ah, uh, okay, that might have been what it was. What do What do you uh What 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 do you feel? What do you think her political views are? Um, <laughs> who cares? What, what, what's the What's the, the WWE's political views? Like, <laughs> Like, is, are we gonna go there right now? Like, I'm just asking. I'm just great asking. Answer. Oh, great answer. On, on Twitter, they try. They tried to cancel her, and they, you know, they, they. She went full Trump on Twitter. No, what? Well, she went full gun, gun, gun loss. Oh, you know. oh man, I'm rocking, big star. <laughs> hey, next person, man. <laughs> Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Not stars. I just I feel you gonna say These niggas look like <laughs> grownish. Or like one of those. <laughs> They're all grownish. And they're like, oh, the goons are coming through the door. It's these guys. The E need to get more real niggas on the line. Like, we what, need- what about, here's one thing I noticed. Here's one thing I noticed. The black wrestlers you are not fucking with. Why is that? They not authentic to the black experience. Like they need to get. Where's the flipping crib? <laughs> <laughs> they need more Reggie. They need more Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I, I think about this. I've been thinking about this since way back. Like, in the black community, crazy. gang members are scary. We need those type of niggas to be wrestlers. Like, we need somebody like... Oh, my thing is, my thing is though, Josh, if they were to get a gang wrestler or something like that, that would be problematic. People on like black people who like you got to remember, like the black people that watch this are not the same as you. You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, but the black people who watch this are very much scared of gangs like me. We all came. With black <laughs> I'm, I just know for a fact that like these street profits and, and these guys don't look tough to me. That, like, other wrestlers look tough, but these guys don't look tough to me. Like this nigga, he, looks, he reminds me of like a, um, it might be Dicky Simmons. He kind of look like. <laughs> Come on like, now, like somebody I've seen on TV before. Like, oh man, people are going to hate no, it's this. It's the nigga. Uh, it's the brother from one of these shows. It might be Gronish. Uh, yeah, it might be Gronish. Where? <laughs> Blackish. Don't even wear their hair. <laughs> this is crazy. Got the Malcolm X glasses. Now I'm straight. Come on, come on. <laughs> Next person, man. Next person. Braun Breaker, son of Rick Steiner. He's the NXT champion. Oh, I was gonna say this nigga look like a Steiner brother. <laughs> He's a Steiner son. Rick used to wear the little earmuffs. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with the Steiner brothers. I initially saw this and said, not a star, given the, the outfit, but I see it's a throwback to his pops. Yeah. I'm going to go star, man. You from star lineage. <laughs> I love he, it. He, he is more than likely on the fast track to becoming a WWE champion in the near future. Like, he's somebody that they see a lot in. He came right in out the gate and is one of the biggest stars on the on the Tuesday night show. You got to upgrade the package. The tattoo package. <laughs> Well, remember, Randy Orton had that bum-ass tribal tattoo for, like, eight years. I was about to say, that's like Randy Orton. Like, uh, somebody else had that same tattoo. It might have been Randy Orton I'm thinking of. That shit. Yeah. Goldberg. Orton, Goldberg. Like, that's why I look at that and say, you a wrestler, and that's your only tat? Like, if I was a wrestler, I would be tatted down. Like, it's like, what else is it to do but get tattooed? <laughs> All right, la- we got we got one last one coming up. This might be a little controversial, but let's go. Let's get it. Mandy Rose, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan, Toxic Attraction, NXT Women's Champion, and the former NXT Tag Team Champions. Those are the two in the back there. What do you think? They give it me like, you know, they're pop stars, I guess. Like, they look like fucking Nua Lipa and fucking... Jojo and some other girl, like they look like a little pop. They, honestly, if you took away the belts and told me this was like the new pop group, I'd be like, oh shit, okay, like they come with some shit. So stars, <laughs> I guess they stars. Like, <laughs> I got like wrestling attire. They look like they just hanging out. Like, <laughs> well, that well, I wanted to say that there was a there was a wrestler who formerly was in the company. Her name is Athena, and she said that you know that the company had a meeting about the women dressing. Uh, with, with having sex appeal, and she said, "Well, I don't want to dress like a Mandy Rose because I'm about you know all of this." What 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 do you do you feel as though like these women are like they're, they're too they're out there off the wall with it? No, I mean I think it's a spectrum. I I don't the the wrestler you mentioned. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar, but I think she has a point. You know, I think wrestling should should uh, exemplify the culture, and there should be people who look like this and people who look like that, and it's like we could all coexist and fight and prove our points but 
I don't think there's anything wrong, particularly with how they're dressed. They definitely are like heavy on the sex appeal. They this looks like a promo shot for a new pop punk group. Like, yeah, yeah. It just looks like they about to grab guitars after this shoot. So like, <laughs> this, uh, this chat sexy. I don't. The chat wants us to do one more. Yeah, we got to do one more. Hold on, one more, Josh. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can we can we pull up this this last one for we'll the try chat? And- We'll, we'll try and finesse this very briefly. We're going to bring up uh, a person that is very uh, that is very favored in certain communities. Josh, we're going to bring up whether or not you think he is a star or not a star real quick. We're going to do this off the cuff real quick. Let's see if we can drop this photo in. This is going to um, be – they want to do two more. Okay, let's see if we can do, let's see if we can do it. This do is two more? Fun. Two more? Oh, and okay. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, let's see. One second. One up real quick. So, okay, so one to, second. Uh, to do a recap here, Bobby Lashley, not a star. Jay Cargill, star. Rhea Ripley, not a star, but in the club. Street Profits. Uh, Dawkins, uh, maybe not. <laughs> but Tez, yes, he's a star. Austin Theory, yes, he's a star. Street Profits are not stars. No. What? what? You said that? <laughs> you said none of them are stars. You said he got a star haircut. Yeah, he said Montez got a star haircut. <laughs> okay, Street Profits, not stars. Austin Theory. is Bianca, too, right? Yeah, Tez, uh, Bianca is Tez's, uh, Tez's wife. Seen them in like regular clothes. He's not a star. The nigga had on. Okay. Like, I was like, nah. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy, not a star. The Undisputed Elite, uh, half a star. Young Bucks, not stars. Uh, Wheeler Yuta, not a star. Nikita Lyons is a star. Carmelo Anthony and Trick Williams, not stars. Braun Breaker is a star. And Toxic Attraction, stars. We got that. We got that last picture queued up. MC, you got it. All right here. This Eddie, is Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, AEW. Hell no, he's not a star. Look at this nigga. He came out the crowd. <laughs> mm. What the fuck is that? I ain't even shot Everyone, but he looked like the nigga that makes bacon, eggs, and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about him is everybody mm. said he was an undercover cop. Yeah, like he's definitely not a star. Absolutely not. Oh my God! Okay, one more. You got this real one. brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real brief. Let's bring up. Uh, let's bring up this last one here. Swerve Scott from AEW. You know what? Fuck it. He could be a star. He's <laughs> <laughs> most authentic to like a nigga on the streets. Like, no, I, you find another fit. Find another fit. Find another fit. Find another. Find, another, find the fit. I can't find the fit with the jeans find though. Oh no, I know. Oh, you know what though? I know the fit you're talking about. I saw it on your Twitter. Yeah. Okay, so based on the fit. Yeah, the Mary's he's a star for show. That's not how it was the Mary's. I know they wasn't the Mary's, but I'm just telling you, man, like before niggas get on, they be looking crazy. Well, let him get a double check. He's about to be in your DMs right now. Trust me. He's like, yeah, I, got my, I got my music. Come on, man. You know, oh, he's about to definitely sell you his music. That grill is crazy, though. He need a new grill. That's like, I see copper and I'm like leaning in and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was, I'm not a star with Josh Pease. Thank you, Josh, for, for joining in and, and, and playing this game with us. Nah, thank y'all, man. This is, this is a great game. I'm about to, you know. I'm going to steal this for our show. (laughs) 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 
Oh, uh, as always, I, I, I'll plug this Black Print Radio tomorrow on AMP. We got a really awesome guest tomorrow, uh, and also Black Print every other week. I'm crying. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm laughing. Crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm laughing so much. Uh, but it's anywhere the podcasts are. Thank you, Josh, for being on the show. I, I, I'll see you soon, bro. Thank you, guys, man. Peace. Thank you, Josh. Take care. A show 250. I think a lot of people are going to be real upset at the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Bruh. I didn't see it coming, but then again, I never see anything that Josh says coming. No. It always shows up. We never it's, a bl- it's a blind test. It's a blind test. We, we talk about a lot of fandom on the channel. It's a blind test. We, we we never do. The thing is, is that like, and people know from the show, I, I, I this, this is me all the time, blindsided. Blindsided. <laughs> Every week. I hear every it every week. week. I have no clue what he's going to say, what he's going to do. The swerve one caught me off guard. I got to show him a couple pictures. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he don't know. After this, he swerve is about to say, like, yo, Josh Pease. Casey Burgess, Josh Pease. Wait a yeah, minute. Exactly. Hold up. Yeah. It's over with. It's over with. Um, One thing that we do do on patreon and i've started just doing this a couple of weeks ago it's called this week in wrestling and so we we have uh you know we have a couple of 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 things that i found i dug into the crates to find them uh let's talk about the first thing that happened this week in wrestling on august 2nd Mm. the ecw heat wave 1998 Mm. when are on this meals yeah, I want to know. This is very, uh, this is very, uh, I guess, uh, top timely considering NXT pretty much stole the name. Yes, it decreased the swag, but stole the name. Um, <laughs> cool. I, like the, I like the brand. That was a nice little logo they put out. It's a friendly. It's a friendly heat wave. It's not like <laughs> it's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so in the, on this on this card, you had Just Incredible with Jason Nicole Bass and Chastity uh, versus Jerry Lynn. Uh, yeah, Chris Candido, R.I.P. and Tammy Lynn Sitch, uh, you're going to jail. Uh, versus Lance Storm, the, the Nicole Nicole Bass. Yes, the Nicole Bass. Okay, all right. Yeah, but you also had a classic, an instant classic between Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome. If you have not seen this match. One of the most violent matches. Masato Tanaka had CTE the moment he walked in because they're just hitting each other with chairs, all types of stuff. But also timely for Masato Tanaka because uh, Becky Lynch used his old finisher, the Diamond Dust, in her match at SummerSlam. And I thought, I was like, this is so perfect that we were going to talk about this on the show tonight. So uh, shout out to Heat Wave 98. That is on the network right now. Check it out. It's one of my favorite ECW shows. It also has um, Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Uh, versus Haribusa and, and Jinsei Shinzaki, which is great. Uh, you had Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow, which is just a, a fucking crazy fucking match from start to finish. I'm a little bit lower in the, on the main event, but um, I would definitely say to check it out. I, I, we should have did this for spot callers. I, I don't know why I forgot about the show, but uh, yeah. yeah this, looks like, this card looks like the shows that like AEW tries to do. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Just in terms of just shit that they do on that shit. Like, it, it definitely is a show that they, that they try to do. Um, next up, that happened this week in wrestling. You had Death Before Dishonor 6, ROH, August 2nd, 2008. Mm-hmm. Come on, what, man. What a fucking show here. Uh, very timely as well because of Daniel Bryan returning to the ring uh, this week. Did you, did you catch his match? Did, did, I, I think you liked that match on, on AEW uh, last week, Meals. I did. You know what? I liked it because... Why did I like it? 
I don't remember. Um, I liked it just because uh, they're focusing, seem to be focusing on new guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Daniel Garcia and stuff like that. I don't know if it needed to be the main event of the show, but it was certainly there. <laughs> I didn't know if it needed all that blood, but it certainly happened. Um, so uh, the, the this show had uh, Chris Hero versus Delirious. Uh, you had uh, El Generico and Kevin Steen versus the Motor City Machine Guns in a fantastic match. You had Nomichi Murafuji versus Go Shiozaki in a 23-minute match that was probably one of the, my favorite matches of that year. Austin Aries versus Jimmy Jacobs in the Necro Butcher, which goes about as crazy as you think it would. And in the main event, you had Nigel McGinnis versus Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm never going to stop calling that nigga that. Claudio Castagnoli and Tyler Black, all future stars facing each other, facing off with each other in the main event. That's hard. Justin, let me ask you a quick question. Where would one be able to find this show if they wanted to <laughs> view it in some yeah, sort of that way? that sounds super fire to be able to watch. I've never watched any Ring of Honor pay-per-views, but to be able to hear that Fatal 4-Way or that Elimination match, whatever it is for the Ring of Honor title? All of this sounds fire. I would love to be able to watch it. Guess what? You can't. <laughs> you had to be there, sir. You could try and find it through tape trading uh, tape trading people. You could try and find it on eBay. It might be on there. But once those DVDs went out of print, they never came back into print. And uh, that that's pretty much where they where they stand. I don't know what Tony's doing with the library. I would imagine there's a lot of things that he would have to rectify in terms of music, in terms of commentary, in order to get these shows out there on streaming. But with ROH, who the fuck knows what he's going to do? I mean, um, I don't think that he would need any clearance to get any of the WWE stars there, but wouldn't it make a lot more sense if, if they um, could actually interact with this in some way, shape, or form? And I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, it's, just, it's just in the way that it rolls out. I mean, cards like this are really lost to time. And I put, that on, I put that on Sinclair as well. I put that on Ring of Honor as well. They had Honor Club. I don't even know if it went back that far. And if it did, Honor Club had a, a hefty fee to be able to listen to that or watch this stuff. It was like $100 or $150 or something like that in order to actually watch their back catalog. And I was no one's paying that. Like, you really have to love this shit to pay it. I mean, one day. I mean, all right. Well, we got a couple people who I don't want to incriminate them, but you know, uh, they might have ways to view it. Oh, uh, why not? Let's incriminate them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if we got any, if we have any uh, <clears throat> donations, then please send those donations through the screening room on the A Show Discord. Wink. Uh, last part of, of this segment this week in wrestling SummerSlam 1997, Heart and Soul, August 3rd. Hmm. Huge the last time they call SummerSlam some stupid shit like this, right? Yeah, no, sure. uh, biggest party of the summer for mad years. I'm sorry. I really think that this card, I used to really like like this pay-per-view. And then looking back, I was like, oh yeah, this they really did have Lost Bariquas versus the uh, Disciples of Apocalypse and that um that eight-man tag match that was completely racist. And uh you Wait, also cool, had- man. listen, I remember this shit. <laughs> First of all, there Legion of Doom having an almost ten minute match with the Godwins, which you know why is that happening? Uh, uh, British Bulldog versus Ken Shamrock, a green Chris Shamrock or Ken Shamrock. Uh, you know, for, he killed for, everybody after this match. I, I remember that part. Yes, he did. He did. It, it, it was just a strange way that they were even booking Ken Shamrock at that time to to begin with. But the final two matches go down in history because they set the stage. Hold on, before you get before you get to those two matches, 
since we're talking about like these crossover stars, we're talking about the Logan Pauls, Ronda Rousey's, Brock Lesnar's, what went wrong with Ken Shamrock? Because he could have been a guy. Like I feel like especially, I mean, his contract ended, I want to say like early 2000, late 1999. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have been a guy in WWF moving forward, especially during like the throws of the attitude era. Like what do you think went wrong with Ken Shamrock? Without knowledge of what he says himself if i had to choose myself i would say that i just guess it just didn't click like everything didn't click with him um i don't think he was particularly really good at promos so like that would have been tough for him in a time when everybody could talk um i i think that he i i do know he probably used to hurt people a lot because uh, he did it to vader uh and i i just think that it, that again like it just probably wasn't clicking it just didn't feel like a a, a good fit I think the MMA to wrestling pipeline didn't really pop off until way later than this. Like WWE obviously was yeah. ahead of the curve, but that pipeline didn't really make sense until like now, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. you know? Yeah. The real, the real athlete thing was actually kind of interesting at that point in time. Cause they definitely did push Ken Shamrock as, Ooh, one of the first, if not the first UFC champion ever and yada, yada. And then they had Dan Severn in and they had Dr. Death Williams and all those real MMA fighters at that point in time but they didn't really shine the way that it was when like an olympic athlete like kurt angle came and then you started having more real athletes beginning to come in and we have the 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 the, the timetable that we do have now as far as like our real athletes our track runners our fighters football players like really dominating the sport right now but I mean, back shit. then it was a little bit different i mean look at look at a riddle now yeah what, what, what like what did they have the you know in hindsight did they wish that they had given uh ken shamrock that personality so that he could have lasted a bit longer than the guy who snaps and is violent mm-hmm. that probably is but where they were at the at the time that's just where it was but um the last two matches on the show very very important for historical reasons uh stone cold steve austin versus owen hart this is the infamous match where owen go, gives him that fucking power driver that stone cold told him not to do and misjudged where his neck was still really tough to watch it, it you know to this day um basically breaks uh stone cold's neck but they still they still have him really paralyzes up. him too yeah nearly paralyzes him and um they still had him roll like today they wouldn't have they would have stopped the match right they wouldn't have even just had stone yeah. cold. It's one of the worst roll-ups that you could ever see as far as... Uh, thank God Owen Hart stayed down for that three and tried any resemblance of trying to sell that because it's one of the worst roll-ups you'll ever see in your entire life. But it's because Stone Cold's neck is hanging on by a thread right now. Yeah. Um, and then you had Bret Hart defeating The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels, of course, was a special guest referee. So you had two things that were building here. You had uh, Stone Cold. I, I think that after his neck gets broken and he comes back and he does the whole thing where he's on TV, you know, periodically complaining about it and being pissed off about it that leads us to where we're going to get to but we're also months away from you know what happening and then bret hart and Shawn michaels having their collision course so a lot of things were happening here on this show that were integral to what would happen in the fall for the wwf and and into the future so um really not a very good show but i would say that main event was was stellar to me i thought that bret and taker always had really good chemistry and hey man the rest of it just toss it to the side but that was this week in wrestling if you get Patreon, you know what I'm saying? You get that. You'll get that segment. I really like doing it. I, I like, uh, you know, reading up and, and studying some of these old cards. I like that you enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one more, one more segment. And we're going to we're going to get on out of here. Monday Night Raw. The first Monday Night Raw without. How wild is it that Brock <laughs> Bobby is the main champion on Raw? Not a star. <laughs> 
<laughs> not a star. Not a star. Bobby Lashley. Right here. Front and center. First Raw without Vince McMahon. A lot of momentum coming off of SummerSlam. A lot of questions that needed to be asked. And I would say that a lot of them um, were answered, but a lot of them didn't need to be answered. Namely being Bailey's new stable and how they affected the show throughout the night. You opened mm. up the show with Becky Lynch coming out and announcing that she'd have a, she had a separated shoulder and seemingly or pretty much officially becoming a face again and becoming the man once again. Meals, what do you think about this promo from Becky? And um, what, what do you think about the diagnosis? And and um, again, like I said earlier, the, the, the poeticness of her getting injured literally a, a year, almost to the day of her coming back. Right. I think, it, you know what? It's crazy because there's very few moments that you can see kind of a very cyclical, well, not cyclical, but a full circle moment of character development in WWE. Um, it's usually people have to turn on a whim because of, and I'm sure this is still like a response to things that are happening on the roster, mm-hmm. but usually people have to turn on a whim. Like for instance, a, um, who's someone that just turned recently, uh, Lacey Evans, right? You have to turn, it's not working. You got to turn on a whim. It's not really balanced. You see, this one is a lot more attributed to the character and kind of what she's been through, which is something rare for WWE. They rarely have those. They rarely tell stories of any kind of like subtlety or layered or anything of that. So I really enjoyed it because I was like, damn, this is like she really like turned. I mean, this is kind of how it's naturally the natural progression is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how everything lines up because she's going to be out for a bit. Um, I think a separated shoulder, it depends how severe it is, but I think she yeah. could either be out for a couple weeks or a couple months. Um, but I don't think she'll miss WrestleMania. Um, no. But uh, she, you know, I'm excited to see. A- actually, this might have been a good time to cool her off, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, it, especially you're now, we're now prepping three new women that came in the division you would still have to dedicate time to Becky Lynch. This might be a good time to cool her off. I'm not saying that this was the best time to do it because Bianca and Becky versus uh, whatever Bailey's calling her group would be absolutely fire. Yeah. But we're going to get that moment as it, whenever it comes. Um, but I, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Yeah, and, and I mean, the story to to end there, uh, telling telling Bianca to hold it down for her, um, really, really good moment. Again, like, think about this run, man. I mean... Becky's best run, like ever. Uh, I'm trying to think of the man run. Um, yeah, no, nah, this is the best. This is the best. In, in terms nah, of matches, promos, the story. Again, she comes back. You all love Bianca. I'm gonna make you love me. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna kill all your idols. I'm gonna kill all the people you love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck up Liv Morgan. She had a. She had probably Lita's best. Like, well, one of her best matches. I would say like top three best matches, but one of Lita's best matches. She put um, Dewdrop. She put Dewdrop at WrestleMania, you know, or not WrestleMania at Royal, Royal Rumble. Um, she she was elevating so many women. Like, there's no doubt to me that this is probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite run of hers to, to in general. And now when she comes back, what do you think? Is it time for Ronda? Is is it that time now? Because they're both flipped. They both flipped. It's definitely coming up. It's definitely coming up. So yeah. I, I see that for WrestleMania for sure. They both flipped. Um, I feel like we're heading on the collision course to that. So I could definitely see that happening at WrestleMania next year. Absolutely. And uh, 
Another thing that happened on the show, we had two triple threat matches to determine the next contender for Bobby Lashley's title, uh, his U.S. title. Um, one thing about this this episode, a lot of people getting getting chances and opportunities, but mm-hmm. like a lot of people were made to look good. And that's what made this so enjoyable. You know what I mean? In, in the same way that you said, again, Dynamite put people in position. This put a lot of people in position as well and, and let people know that, hey, like Ali's still here and he's he's, he's he can have bangers. Uh, Gable here. Average height of everybody in this picture who's contending has got to be like five, uh, ten. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's the positioning. Like, that's I, what I'm saying. I say this like it, it, like last night. It might be controversial to say this. People might say this cap. That's not. That's not true. It felt like a. It felt like a big budget NXT show. It felt like big budget. It felt like he he had the pieces because like NXT was a was a roster of rookies. He gets pros now. Like the, the the playing field is larger. The playing field is way more more like extended with, with, with him here, and he gets to play with with he gets to play around with 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 a Bobby Lashley story, and he gets to play around with Champo. You know, being with AJ Styles. He like like Triple H never got to book AJ because he never went to NXT, so he gets to book AJ now. You know what I'm saying? He gets to have that type of fun. He gets to book Seth for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's gonna be you know. Uh, that's gonna be crazy, you know what I mean? Because I mean, it, it was pretty much like Dusty and Regal at that time doing doing the creative over at on NXT when, when Seth was there. And um, it, feel, it feels like they really got a chance to like kind of show out, especially like I'm thinking of an Ali, especially that finish between Ali and AJ Styles, which is like incredible. Um, how did you feel about Ciampa kind of winning it all and he's gonna be the one to face Bobby Lashley? How do you feel about that? Do you feel like maybe it's too soon? Do you feel like, um, because in, I'll say in my opinion, I feel like not necessarily that it's too soon, but I still think the crowd isn't reacting to Ciampa because they don't really know much about him. There's not much to him. Um, so I think they need to add those kind of elements to him to kind of make it um, where the people would be a little bit more towards it. Because you're going to put Ciampa, we're going to see Ciampa across the ring from Bobby Lashley, and we're going to kind of see how this really, really looks. Um how do you feel about Champa winning at all? I, I say like what what a night to be a couple of the people on the roster tonight. I felt like a, a couple people, whereas they would have been in limbo until another big four. Because I feel like Vince booked big four to big four. You know what I'm saying? And like you might have got some shit that you wanted in between. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Champa might have been right there with it. But mm-hmm. with, with Champa winning it all here. I do feel like you had some story threads there. And I think it's important that Miz kind of plays that position for him and, and puts him in and puts him there. Like I always, I've always felt that pairing him with, with, um, with Miz was, a, was a good idea. And to be fair, like for him to stand next to Bobby Lashley, huge guy, Champa, he a big dude for us, you know what I'm saying? But, for, but on the big lights and the big stage, it's going to look crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to look, it's going to look I don't know what it's going to look like. So it's, it's up to Champa to not only get over this heel persona, but I think that, you know what I think he needs to do? He needs to grovel to Miz a lot more. Make him really fucking hateable. You know what I mean? He needs to be a lot more hateable than he is right now. And I think he needs to do stuff. I mean, maybe hit Bobby's knee with a, with a pipe or something. Like, it's, it's, it's simple shit he can do to get to get heat. And Champa knows how to get heat. without. But the, the, the question is here, Mills, is that does he know how to get heat when he's not beating up on Johnny Gargano? That's the real... You know what I'm saying? That's the real challenge here, and I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see next week. But I don't think I don't think it was too soon. He's been there for a couple months. I mean, we we've exclaimed on the show before he wasn't doing nothing. Now he's doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and when they want to heat you up, they do it. I don't think he's going to win next week. 
but I think that it's gonna it's it's gonna be the way they position him and present him. They change his music again. You know what I mean? Like they change his music. It sounds like some like uh who's my guy Kevin Jones, Joe Gacy. Sounds like some Joe Gacy shit. You know what I'm saying? So like they, they changed everything. So we'll we'll see how they position him next week. I love it. Um another thing on the show, you had uh you had Bailey all over it. I don't know what I, I I can't even skip, you know, we, we I can't even skip over her. She she shows up at the beginning of the night. Uh, hits uh, Becky's arm with a chair. Uh, continues on through the night. Interrupts Oscar uh, uh, versus Alexa Bliss. Bianca comes out. He says, "Yo, I want to fight." And then you get EO Sky and EO and Bianca go on to have like a 15-20 minute match. What do you think about this? Seeing EO Sky on Raw, and I almost said EO Shirai, but seeing EO Sky on Raw is a dream. I feel like it's been something that we've been. I said this. You know, I don't know if I said it during. Yeah, I did say it during the spaces. I was like, EO Sky could have been called up six months after she showed up on NXT, and she still mm-hmm. would have been fine. Like she was, mm-hmm. she's been ready for a long time, and this has always been a dream for her. So I'm, I'm geek just to see Dakota Kai and EO Sky on TV to see EO Sky wrestle. You know, against you know, just people on on Monday Night Raw. I'm in. I'm ready for people to like love EO Sky. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I am. Um, I, I now, thought I thought in the beginning they were a little muted for her. Um, I, 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 from I mean, the, a lot of these call-ups from NXT. I mean, there's it, it's why we see that there's weeks of maximum male model stuff before they even show up on TV, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's reason why we we Ezekiel. Well, I don't want to say Ezekiel because he didn't really come from NXT, but it, it, it's the reason why Butch. I mean, he did, but not really. Um, but it's the reason why Butch got the way that he was, like the entrance and the and you know associated, and it was weeks before he had a match. I think EO Sky. One thing I would want to see them do with this group is not just make them an entity or an extension of Bailey, but kind of give them their own kind of pieces. I don't want them to become toxic attraction esque. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to become Mandy and the two other girls behind Mandy do things i kind of want them all to have their own add something to this um but you know i think they're too skilled i think those two are way too skilled to be you know um kind of pigeonholed like that because i think like the 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 barrier of skill with mandy is 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 probably neither bailey probably won't allow it yeah and and i think again with with eo I wanted to get to Dakota in a second, but um, with EO, she. But the thing about it, I said they were muted at first, but once it started getting out there, they started fucking with it. I think once once Bianca tossed her into the barricade, that's when people woke up and she got up. And you saw a lot of they gave EO a lot, and in that 15, 20 minutes, Bianca gave her a lot too. And I thought that she looked like a legitimate threat. I mean, they all they set up the 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 moonsault with the chair. Are we gonna see that? You know what I mean? Like people were like, "Yo, what is she gonna do?" You know what I mean? And, and I thought that that was a really cool spot there. Of course, um, you know, that we don't really get a finish there because a brawl happens. But one thing I want to say about this group is that we know Bailey is a known entity, a known commodity. Neo Shirai is a known entity, a known com- commodity. Dakota Kai, of course, we know she was released and now she's back. This is her chance and, and to prove what people saw in her in NXT on this brand, because I think that she was she was. She was she was rudderless on NXT after Raquel left. She had no direction. I think this is a chance for her to actually show us who she is because when when she left, I said 
hey man, you know, it, it sucked that she got let go, but I don't know what it would have looked like on the main roster. Now I want to see what it looks like on the main roster. Well, let me ask you something since we're talking about the women here, because shortly before Raw, I mean, with this new era of Triple H, right? There's now there's the rumors, now there's the 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 whispers now that Sasha Banks Naomi could be returning, you know, to the WWE roster. One, um, what do you think about that? And then two, gosh, isn't aren't people tired of being wrong? A lot of people down bad. I think like not knowing the Bailey, th- well, not knowing the extent of the Bailey thing is crazy. The Cody stuff from earlier this year was crazy. The Brock shit was crazy. The Sasha thing was crazy. And now it's like, oh, I never said that they weren't trying to talk, get her back. I was like, well, obviously, what? Huh? Double down, double down on the fact that they essentially, they'd release Sasha Banks. You yeah. double bank, she was gone from the WWE. Right. And then when more things come up, like more things online, and this is how you kind of like, this is why I think, you know, a lot of wrestling journalism caters a lot to the tribalism and stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But um, you made essentially people believe that. And maybe it's on their own faults for believing it so hard and all this other stuff like that. But I mean, I didn't necessarily like that. Um, I always, I think we, and especially if you're in our Discord, we've always been on the assumption that they will be back. Um, because, one, they're not released. Two, they're too hot of a commodity to be released. Like, we just saw it with Mustafa Ali, where he requested his release, and it was like, nah, you know, not even if you wanted Let's to. Let's work this out. And, Let's work this out. Yeah. Yeah. And hey. now that there's a change of power with Triple H, um, it's even more likely that they return. And to be honest with you, I think EO Sky and Dakota Kai are the bait. You know, <laughs> as they should have been, as, as they should be. There, there's a lot of potential there. Um, again, known commodities. You know, what I'm saying you gotta, you gotta get them with, with, with the bargaining chips. And you know, in terms of how I feel about it, then it's fine. Like I, I wasn't a, I, I wasn't a fan of both sides. I wasn't a fan of them walking out, and I wasn't a fan. Um, I wasn't a fan of WWE for, for doing that. My, my only thing is that like two of these things happen all the time in wrestling. People walk out all the time, and the company's mm-hmm. always throwing under the bus when it happens. I was just I wasn't a fan of it trying of it of it being like they're being targeted. I'm like if they're targeted, Warrior was targeted. They don't they don't ever stop talking about that in his documentaries. Stone Cold was targeted. They had a whole WWE confidential about that. They will call your ass out. They don't they made a whole DVD for Ultimate Warrior. It's a bad exactly. shit. Sold that for twenty four ninety nine at wherever you can get your DVDs. So exactly. like they they spared no expense to embarrass these people. And they did the same thing. And it's like, I feel like people do get a little bit like sensitive when it comes to these two. I understand there's like an emotional connection there. But it's also like, you know, when you when you when you like step outside of yourself and you say like, what do they leave over? Oh, because they didn't want to lose a fake match. All right. bet like that, that to me, dealing with the shit I deal with every day, that ain't even the half. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's not the half. And dealing with shit that I know other people deal with, that's not even the half. Like, They'll, they'll, get, they'll get over that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll get over it, and they're going to work it out. They, and they should work it out. I mean, I'm, I I would assume they're over it now. I would assume. Yeah, yeah they got to be over it. Like, man, don't walk man, don't walk out, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, put, put your two weeks in. Don't walk out, man. Get that money. Get that unemployment. But, um, no, like, I, I feel like, uh, again, if they come back, they're needed. They're going to take their lumps for a while. I don't know I don't know if they'll get a clean slate or if they'll, if they'll start to take their lumps. But, 
you know, the, the landscape has kind of changed a little bit now that Bailey's back, you know, and I think that they need to, they probably need to be a tag team for a while when they come back. I don't think it's going to be immediate Naomi, Sasha getting title opportunities because that was what was supposed to happen before. I think, I think they need champions when they come back, to be honest with you. I really do. And they should. And I think that you now have a dewdrop and a Nikki Ash. You now got Dakota and, and EO. You could do something with somebody on. You could have Ronda and Shayna be a tag team on a SmackDown. Like you got my my concern right now is that I love what they did with the women on Monday night, but it was really just focused on about six of them, right? There's more on that roster. And then Zelina's coming back soon. So how are they gonna balance the time for all these women when some of them come off injured reserve? What are you going to do with Raquel? Where shots are going to go? You have a wealth of riches. Triple H got some work to do. I don't know how. I again, I don't envy the job he's got to do with these women, but they got a lot of stuff that they could do, and they got a lot of places they can go. You got Liv Morgan still as champion. Charlotte's not even back yet. Meals, that's going to be his own thing. You slap her. Do you put her in a tag team? Do you make the tag titles more prestigious when a lot of these people come back by putting them in tag teams? That's tough. Was Alina's thing injury related? Yes. Okay. She had to get surgery, I believe. Oh wow. Yeah, that's why she's been out. She she's she's on the way back. I hear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's 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 going to be tough. But um, I, I did like what 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 they did with Bianca. I don't know if you saw this meals uh, raw record ratings two point two point two at one point they did two point four million at one point. So it's definitely it's record, but it's definitely good. <laughs> record since twenty. Record since twenty twenty. Hell yeah, record record like not in our not in our lifetime. You know what I'm saying? But like a record for where they at right now, two million in this post pandemic world, like a lot, a lot of people have not bounced back and, and they've managed to at least they're trending in the right direction. It seems like from the show that we had last night, there's never been a t- there's never been a hotter period for this company. And, and 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 that's where, you know, that's where that popularity came from. And, and that's where that, that number came from. Um, What else happened on this show? What's up? What's up, Eve, man? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what else happened on the show? What did I miss? What did I miss? Uh, Montez Ford was for some reason wrestling in a singles match against Seth Rollins. I don't know why that was. They planting the seeds, right, Mills? What you think? I I said this on I said this on Saturday. We didn't. I didn't really touch on the the Usos match. Huh? It's definitely planting the seeds for sure. I, what do you think? What do you think? I, I I'm gonna tell you right now. I think when they lost that last match, I said they need to break up. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no way to go about it now at this point. And I think I'm interested. I don't really want to see Montez versus Angelo Dawkins because I don't think it does good for any of It's definitely detrimental to at least one of them, but I don't think it. it you know who I, you know who is detrimental to. Just go ahead and say it. Absolutely. Well, it just is. It's, it's detrimental to Dawkins. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. even in commentary last night, you got Corey just talking up montez like he's like a blue chipper type you know what i'm saying like and he is but it but it but again it's like they're really laying it laying it thick which makes me think that it's not going to be montez that turns it'll be dawkins that turns i feel like it'll definitely be dawkins who turns yeah because he he would need the heat absolutely but here's the thing i i always see those kind of feuds and then what happens to the other guy like in the long term like what happens to let's say they do have this feud they have a match, matches at the Clash. They have one more match or whatever October pay-per-view it is, and then the draft splits them up. So it's like, all right, so what do we do with Dawkins now? We we have these high things of Montez forward, but, like, we know Dawkins can go, but everyone can go. 
So fuck it. Right. Um, and they'll be back together in a year. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, especially if it doesn't work out for Montez Ford, which I think everyone is very high on Montez Ford, but at the same time, um, he's been a tag team wrestler his entire run. You right. Know what I'm saying? And the transition to singles wrestler when you're doing everything as yourself is not easy. It took um the stigma for Edge to break out the tag team wrestler mold. It took a while for him to, to establish his own identity. Like four years. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with Christian. Same with I mean, to be honest with you, with a lot of the tag teams from the 90s and stuff like that, like Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, like they really had to go like left, completely left to kind of get out that mold. And it's not as easy as it thinks, but I do think we're probably closer to a street profit split than we are them continuing this run as a tag team. Is is, 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 is Christian one of the bigger outliers as far as being the second person to split and actually having a pretty decent career more than people thought? Or is it more so Matt more than Christian? Well, first of all, Christian has a way better career than Matt Hardy. You just, you just uh, picked, but the thing is, is that like, in no disrespect, you picked the two Genetis out of the group, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they probably had one of the better careers out of like I guess the other people that broke from a tag team and didn't really do much. Like Reverend Devon was not it. They were definitely, definitely not it. They were definitely considered the Genetis of their tag team, mm. but they still went on to have prominent kind of runs. Is there another tag team in history? That we could say, or, or are they? Is it abundance? I think it's a very rare fact that that kind of stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like who's the who's the who's the highest? Who's the most successful Genetti? I guess you would say in that in that scenario. As we talk about Dawkins and, and what could happen if Street Profits does split up and he has a solo career. And I honestly don't even know. It might be Christian, to be honest with you. It might be uh, Christian already. Christian or Morrison. Oh, Morrison. Morrison well, no, well, people considered people thought Miz was the Genetti because Miz couldn't wrestle for shit. Yeah. And he ended up, I mean, people thought that Joey Mercury was like the guy and Morrison wasn't it. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. People thought it was it was because because, you know, uh, he had been through a lot. Uh, D.A. says draft could split them up without a real breakup to avoid the fight. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be like a new day breakup. Uh, clean break. You can put them back together whenever you want to. And the thing, but the thing is with with Tez, I don't want people to like. I feel like the like social media and internet they get so excited that when things don't work out, and there could be any number of factors why a Tez or a Dawkins solo run can work out. Timing, because right now they're saying future WWE champion. Who are you gonna beat right now in that in that upper echelon over Seth over KO? Absolutely not. Like Tez would have to really get his lumps on the on the on the lower car before he gets up there. He he would have to actually grind it out. I feel like people would get impatient, Mills. I feel like they would get really they would get really impatient and they would get they would not be ready for him to learn how to become a single star. And I feel like that that is so ADHD right now, where it's like they don't they don't want that long term. I agree. I agree. Like um, that that's where I mean that's kind of in, in a way what happened with Big E, where it's like he had to transition into becoming a, a, a good champion. Obviously, his run got cut a little bit short. Like, clearly, his run got cut short, but he was just finding that edge. He was going to be able to find that edge if they, if he had been around still. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's, a, it's a nice split, if it is a split. But you had Seth Rollins versus Tez. They, they hyped up the fact that Tez was able to hold his own against Seth Rollins, and they had a promo after the show talking about they were tired of losing, and they wanted they wanted something to change. 
Uh, no riddle on this show. Uh, they're still selling the injury thing. They're really giving this feud some heat. I, th- I think they said something with his uncle. There's some like a family member. That was Theory. Oh, that was Theory? Oh, what? Oh, you're talking about Riddle. Yeah. 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 So they're they're giving this some they're giving this some heat. And uh listen, man, I I, I th- what here's what I'm thinking. Seth brings up Roman. Uh how, how do we get there if Seth was to get one of these titles if they split them up after Clash? Shit. This is tough. Because at this point, there should be no reason why. Here's my thing. When Cody gets back, the hottest feud in this on this fucking show is is going to be the whoever Cody feuds with, and it's going to be the guy that he faced off with before he left, the, who injured him. It, 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 it don't even matter that he lost three times. They're gonna they're gonna run it back. I think there needs to be a title on the on the line for this. How did how does it get to Seth, and will he hold both titles? I mean, there's a number of things. Someone could beat Roman at Clash of the Castle. Clash at the Castle. Do we? But are we? Uh... If you're a betting man, would you bet on Drew to beat Roman at Clash of the Castle? Yeah, if I was a betting man, I'd beat. I, I would pick Drew, and I would honestly, I I think Theory would cash in on him. And um, and Carl, that'll be an insane pop out there if Drew actually does get it outside there. That would be completely insane. Right. And if Theory, that'll be a round of booze, like but a I, shower of booze. But that's that's McMahon booking too, though, because McMahon. Like Vince likes to book these types of things and then send the fans home mad, but wanting to see what happens tomorrow. Does mm. Triple H book like that often? I've we've never seen it. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of like NXT like title. A couple of times Triple H throws some things. Once you see the card and you think the show's over, and then he throws you um, Champa throwing Gargano into the damn LED board or um, Undisputed Era. That, that's bigger than that though. That's the cash in. You got to hear his music and everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, do you like Drew deserves this moment? So that's why I wouldn't do it to him there. But would I do it at like a a uh, a rematch? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, would, would there be a rematch where, where where they do that at Extreme Rules? Maybe I because I, I I don't think that even if Drew wins a clash, that's over. I think they're going to run it back. Like, I would have. Here's what I would say: Let Drew win it. Let him clear the feud with Roman. Mm-hmm. Drew cashes in on him. Theory, does Theory get to have a Survivor Series title versus title match if that's the case? No, nah, loses it right before. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, they always do that, right? They always have him lose it right yeah. before. So have Seth beat the champ. Well, here's the thing: they can't have that this year because there's only one champion. <laughs> oh, that's true. They can't do it this year. <laughs> that's nasty. They, uh, would to, they would have to have some. I don't even know how you break this shit up. That's it's 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 tough. Like I, I have no clue. They kind of they're kind of in the corner here with that. Seth's got to get the belt at some point though, Mills. You know what I'm saying? Like he has to. There's no way the Cody comes back and and because the thing is is if he beats a Roman, he beats a Drew, whatever. There's no heat there. There's no what? real. There's no blood feud there. He has some real animosity with, with Seth, and him taking that from Seth means more. Like that shit's crazy to me that they got to figure that. I'm again. I say this all the time. That's for them to figure out. <laughs> but they got to figure this shit. I got to. They have to. Like Roman losing, he's taken every picture imaginable. He's done every photo out with him two belts imaginable. He held it up like this at, at two, you know, big four shows. They done got all the footage for his documentary in two, three, four, five years. 
it's time to split it up when he loses. They just need to have Adam Pierce say, hey, powers that be said that the shows need the, their titles back at the draft, maybe. You know? Mm-hmm. Damn. I feel, you know, I feel... Yeah, it's not me for figuring it out. <laughs> You're right. It's not for me to figure out. I don't care. Um, they'll get there nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> I do think. I do think. Um, it'll. It's interesting because now I'm trying to think of like what would Triple H do? Because uh, they got to close to like to because trip like like Trips loves to close the loop on a story. That Seth Roman shit has been a loose end since January. <laughs> like that's Roman's only loss this year. Hmm. Like, like it, it. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I did think that it was interesting that Seth brought up Roman. I think that there's that where there's smoke, there's fire. The Triple H tweet telling uh, Seth that he hears him is more smoke to that fire. That relationship, there, they, that could happen. You know what I mean? That that could definitely happen. But um, Raw was a good show. Uh, it ended with, oh shit, I forgot. It ended with the uh, Mysterios. Yeah, versus edge. regular ass edge. Regular <laughs> ass edge comes out, says, "Hey man, <laughs> I'm sorry." I'm <laughs> Listen, it's bullshit that he said. Now we all get what we want, or some shit like that. I was like, "Nigga, you wanted that fucking stable, bro." <laughs> the, the the thing, this is uh, this is really like selling this edge run for me because one, I think, um this is the first kind of thing that like didn't work for him. Like your first gimmick to something that he obviously put some time invested in some energy and creative energy into it that really didn't work. And I didn't see it working from the beginning because of the inception of it. I thought the inception of it was all kind of like wrong. It didn't seem natural. He just kind of showed up and beat up AJ Styles one day. And then he kind of like transformed into this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to just be like, I'm back to the regular guy that I was, I think, it's like a little bit of a failure. It kind of reminds me of Austin's 2001 heel run. Yeah. Where the night after Survivor Series, he's just a face again. Um, I think Edge's run has really proved his mortality. It's like, I almost get senses of like this universe is telling him maybe you shouldn't have come back. You, you come back, you get, you come back, it's COVID, you can't even have no crowd. You have that wonderful moment at Royal Rumble. They fuck your spear up. So they don't even see the first spear. That was the first. They bungled it from the moment he got there. COVID happens. He gets injured in the summer. We supposed to have the hottest feud. He, he would have probably the hottest feud that summer if he had stayed. And they had to like kind of course correct with Randy Orton. Then you come back. You have you have three fantastic matches with, with Seth Rollins. You have the really good um, the really good Roman match at WrestleMania. You got the main event at WrestleMania again. So again, if his run did anything, he got the main event again. But then since this, it's like I, I just don't. I, I, I don't get the sense that like Edge has no control over what he does. You know what I'm saying? So for him to say we all get what we want is crazy because it's like you came back on some supernatural shit. Judgment yeah. Day doing no supernatural shit. You know what I'm saying? They was doing like y'all had stopped doing the disappearing act bullshit way before that you even cut out the group. So like it, it is weird. You know what I mean? It, it is definitely weird. But the ending of the show, we saw Edge come out and assist the Mysterios after they were beaten by the Usos, and. Um, really, really stiff kick from Damian to Dominic there too. First of all, them Usos. If anyone need to come up off them damn titles, it's them boys. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous at this point. It's almost four hundred days. It's like, bro, like you dead ass. That sounds like one's down talk to me. 
I like it. All right, Mark. All right. But like there are many Roman Reigns's. There, there are many Roman Reigns's. You know what I mean? Like as ridiculous as it sounds, they, they don't lose to nothing. There's no more tag teams either, unless you want to put the Vikings against them again because they're heels again. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know who beats them unless they, they I think they're gonna throw a tag team together to beat them. Yeah, they probably are. It's probably gonna be like Edge and somebody, or you know, or what if Orin comes back? Edge and Orin at this well, no, nah. oh, Riddle, no, uh, RK Bro, yeah, Riddle and Orin, yeah, uh, I mean, they might, who knows, who knows, there's a reason they still have them, there's a reason they still have them, but um, the show ends, Edge comes out, House of Fire, beats down on the Judgment Day. Rhea pushes Dominic into Edge's way, and he gets he pushes, a very, pushes a very uh. <laughs> you're being gracious with that, like she kind of like nudged him in the direction of Edge, and he kind of like tripped. But whatever, it's Dominic. Uh, so spears him, and uh, apparently the nigga needed medical attention. I said, "Damn, <laughs> I was like, damn, get up, bro! Come on, man, it's a spear." Finn got up in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Did he, I mean, did he break a damn rib? What's going on? It's I, a regular ass edge spear. But I will say, the seeds being planted here, I, I I thought it was weird when Ray brought that one minute anecdote up about Edge, about them being tag team partners and them being brothers. And then he gives his son the spear, Judgment Day setting up that, that rift between those two. I like it. I want to see what plays out with it. I think that it's a nice twist. It gives Edge something to do. I mean, I, I want to see where this where this leads. If it leads to Dominic, you know, straying away from the Mysterio light, I think that's an interesting uh, path as well. I want to see something here with these guys. Rhea Ripley, evidently. Huh? <laughs> I said Dominic versus Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it got it. Got it. It's, it's got to happen. No, I mean, yeah, got to do something. She she ain't look like she in the world the women's title hunt right now. So. Well, I, well, because rumors have it, or rumor has it that Beth is probably going to join Edge in this in this incarnation of him as well. So, I, I think she'll have something to do. I think that her being the linchpin and like the chaotic member of Judgment Day, like they need her. And if she was with Bianca, they would lose a lot without her. They gained a lot with her coming back, and I think that they gained a lot of a, a lot of what they are. So, I'm honestly. I know it's another setback. I know we're, we're really upset about it or some people are really upset about it, but like I'm okay with it as long as she does get that really cool moment with, with Beth. She's disrupting this edge thing. She's the reason whatever feud's going to pop off of this is going to happen. It makes a lot of sense to me. I thought it was a really good ending of the show, honestly. I think so as well. Yeah, it was really good. Something that leaves you wondering what the hell could happen next week, which yes. is all for TV to make me want to watch again. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's it. That is our show uh, for today. We got to figure these things out. We got to figure this out. We got to, yeah, we do got to figure this out. So, okay. So, you know what? If if you were on here, damn, people might have left. Um, <laughs> if you was on here the whole time, or you at least to this point, I got a biggie, biggie hoodie. Every- Everyone who said something in the chat, if you were an extra large, <laughs> are they all are they all extra large? No, of course uh, not. I think one of them is large. I have a this might be large. Um let's see. This might be large. This is large. This is for sure large. So I have XL and a large. So what we're gonna do is 
if you were in this chat, I'm gonna scroll past the comments and all the other stuff like that. And yeah, we'll we'll give them out. We'll give them out. Shit. Yeah. Anyone who was in this, anyone who was in this tonight, uh, I got mediums. So if you're a medium, yeah, if you medium boy, I got one large and a couple XLs. So if you an XL, you with me, um, and a large, I got one large, but I'll send them to you. Um, <laughs> no, no fat nigga friendly. Get well, listen, man. <laughs> hey man, I, we sorry, bro. <laughs> listen, these were sent to us because of uh, as long keep yeah. Put your size in there. I'll figure something out, and we'll get them to whoever we need to get them to. Also, if you haven't already, buy the shirts. Um, pre-sale still up, still live. Going to be available for at least another week and a half. So make sure that you cop the shirts from rncradio.bigcartel.com. Um, support the brand, support the merch, continue to support other black wrestling podcasts just like us. Shout out to everyone who showed up and, and you know from Black Wrestling and Black uh, Announce Table who gave us our props as well. Um, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm re- going through the comments. We're going to pick out some people um, and we're going to. We're gonna send them to y'all. We're gonna DM y'all, so don't worry about yeah, it. Hey, ain't nobody getting these mediums, man. <laughs> I'm about to keep this. <laughs> Peeps, if you a bruh, if you wanna be a bruh, we <laughs> bruh you up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh so. man, but but thank all of you for this is our first live show, man. Thank thanks to MC for for being the MC, so to speak, for the, for this, man. I appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. This is I, I I did not know StreamYard was this lit. It was not this lit four years ago. This is this is completely insane. And now oh, I love nah. Chad dating site. Oh, see, they hear from me. Now nah, I gotta go. Oh, I'll see dude. y'all later. Whoa, whoa, Tony Khan, get it. Tony yeah, Khan. Here, come, here, here come Tony. Here come right, Tony. Bro, quick block. Quick block. Here, yeah. they, they gone. They gone. They gone. Buy. Damn, that was they crazy. Gone. You tried, hey. you tried though, Tony. Hey, it's very appreciate the horn man, but hey, as soon as hey, you notice the horn man bots came out when Mark started talking. But uh, <laughs> you props. Listen, man, I, I we love all of y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. Sign up for our Patreon if you haven't already. Uh, this has been a show 250 with myself and Meals. This episode will be up as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, we appreciate y'all, and we'll see you guys later. Peace. All right. Peace.